that. It's time for a pre session question. Oh, yeah, it's yes, time let's for do a pre session question. Pre session question. You, you, you uh, go, Bo, you lead this. Okay, <laughs> I gotta find the document. Yeah. Oh, so many beautiful horses. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, wow. I'm being a mess. Maybe if I go to my documents, I will find it easier. I think I saw it relatively recently. Pre-sesh oh. crash. Here we go. Does somebody want to roll a d20 for me? I'd do it. Go on then. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna do it digitally because I don't trust my dice yet. <laughs> Twelve. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Twelve. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> what is your character's greatest fear, and what keeps them up at Ooh. night? Oh. Oh. Um. Uh. I can go first since ah. <laughs> I'm leading. Can roll initiative. <laughs> We can do that. So everyone roll a d20 again. <laughs> I've used Dina's initiative. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my goodness. Starting to go on, Zena. I also oh. used Fujin's initiative, but yeah. Well, then, Zena, there awesome. you go. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it in the voice, and then if I hate the voice, I can stop doing it. So we'll see. Um, I think that my biggest fear would be, uh, I think that my biggest fear is remaining in the city and never, never feeling the freedom that I did when I was younger. And what keeps me up at night is the fact that I'm not brave enough to just go out on my own. Whoa! Cool. Beautiful um, mm -hmm. Alright then, my greatest fear is not being able to save my daughter. And then... That is pretty much what's keeping me up at night, planning my revenge to get her back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I just... It's so nice hearing everybody hearing the voices. Uh, I love your voice as well. There is no obligation to do a voice, just to be clear. You can just use your normal voice if that's how you feel most comfortable. Uh, next up is Issa. Oh, it's me. I, I don't know. I wrote so poorly. It... Oh. <laughs> wow, really? Bashing everyone else. Um, okay. I'm not. I'm not ready for a voice yet. I'm still preparing emotionally, but <laughs> I think kids' biggest fear just proving, like what everyone f thinks about her, right? You know, like not defying expectations. Um, mm. And what kept keeps her up at night is, well, the mistakes of the past. Let's just put it. That way. <laughs> uh -huh. Mysterious. Mm. Uh, I think Sarah's I'm next. next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Z's um, greatest fear at the moment is that she would settle for like a safe but very mediocre life 
where nothing exciting happens and that she will never have courage to truly break free of her background. Hell yeah. Oh my god, I love this so much, you guys. This is wicked. <laughs> and last but not least, Kalani. Okay, let's see if this voice is gonna stick. Um... Yeah, it's not gonna stick, so I'm just gonna stay uh, to use my regular voice. Um... <laughs> we love your regular voice, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cyril's fear, I think, is that he's not, is that self-doubt of who he is? Like, he's got different body parts, obviously, so, like, like, is this his face? Is this, are these his hands? Is this his heart? Those type of things. Like, it's, a, like, a, a question of identity. I think he's afraid that he is a monster and not a human. Oh. Wow. I'll be the judge of that. Fujin <laughs> <laughs> starts PvP. Just, just immediately, Fujin does... meets, meets Cyril and just goes, hmm, monster. <laughs> so like, oh no! <laughs> Ranger senses. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, in which case, are we ready to begin? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yep. Let's do it. Long before there were airships in the sky, there were four heroes. Their names were Eirik Reimhardt, a hardy and headstrong fighter from the Great Tundra. Sir Tristan of Eldergale, a legendary swordmaster who fought with the light of the gods. Ceres Lucatari, an elven ranger whose family migrated from Sinifer's Grace, and Azura the Wise, a tiefling wizard from the south. These heroes travelled the world of Ainomar together, journeying from adventure to adventure, until one day the heroes were asked to help a druid circle in the forest of Dentropos defeat a black dragon called Ivoric that was terrorising them and destroying their forests. The heroes accepted and slayed the mighty winged beast. But instead of a horde, as most dragons are known to adore, this dragon was hiding a much greater secret, a plentiful supply of a strange material in the deposits of the mountain that could harness magic and keep it intact. This most incredible discovery could change the world and so indeed it did. The heroes created a settlement where they invited some of the brightest minds in the world to work on harnessing the power of the mineral which Azura named Hexstone. The settlement grew and grew as more people learned of Hexstone. People of all ancestries from across Einemar made the journey to this land of innovation and Eirik Reinhardt created a mining company to harvest the Hexstone. As the settlement became larger and larger, eventually becoming a thriving city, the heroes named this place Arkanopolis and created a government to look after it in their place. As Sir Tristan began to grow old, he left Arkanopolis and never returned, presumed dead. 
Around 30 years later, Azura died surrounded by loved ones in the Brightspell district, where she had created a university that brought students from all around the world to study and love magic. Nearly 80 years after that, Eirik Reinhardt died in the newest district, known as Highview, and left control of the company to his daughter Iona. Ceres Lucatari, a near-immortal elf, lives to this day in peace and quiet. Hundreds of years later, an Arcanopolis is a true modern hub. Automation is commonplace, particularly for those who can afford it, and most people have access to mundane levels of magic thanks to the advancement of technology using hexstones known as Arcanotech. Every year, the citizens of Arcanopolis gather for the Founders Festival, a huge event where the city's origins are celebrated. Our story begins the night before this year's festival, the new year just hours away, as five people living in Arpen Arcanopolis, known as Arco for short, are about to find their lives all becoming a little more interesting. These are our intrepid heroes. Say hi, intrepid heroes! Hello, Hi, intro. It's been a long time since I got you guys to do that. <laughs> and boy, have I missed it. <laughs> We're not very intrepid. <laughs> not yet. Your but... results may vary. <laughs> it is early evening in the district of Agraport on the eve of the Arcanopolis Festival. Though merchants are closing for the night, the city signs no sign of slowing down as people begin to leave their homes for the annual New Year's Eve celebrations. The orange glow of lamplight lit by clerics illuminating the pavement as people brave the autumn chill. The last desperate vendors try to flog their remaining stock of the day for a few copper. Nearby, factory staff, turning off the machines for the night, carry large crates of goods onto wagons. Though they will rest tomorrow, the night is still yet young. The horses pulling the wagons make their way, make their short journey, clip-clopping along the cobbled paving over one of many bridges that cover the canal network within Agriport. Down at the docks, Trade ships load up with cargo, ready to sail at first light. A handful of guards patrol the quiet night at the docks as the odd gentle wave crashes against the wooden hulls of the ships. One such guard, stationed at the north dock, does his shift dutily as always. Tell me both, what's Fujin like at work? <laughs> Um, very orderly, looks sort of stern, but it's not rare to find him getting a little bit distracted, almost daydreaming. Mm -hmm. But as he is sort of around people right now, he would very much... Uh, a look, a keeping an eye out over the different shipments and all the people 
Well, um, then in which case, uh, would you like to do the honours uh, of giving me the first roll of the game? Uh, please, can I have a perception check, Fujin? Oh, oh my goodness. Mm. Um, that's a ten. ten. <laughs> a nice, solid ten. Please um, <laughs> go either way. Fujin, you look out over the harbour... And you see, you know, you can see very well in the dark. You can see ships pulling in. Um, you can see that there is a smallish ship with uh, with a, a, a young woman with uh, with blue skin and uh, who is sort of like wearing this like captain's tricorn. She's sort of like pulling in. She's like sort of like wrapping up ropes and sort of like getting the ship ready uh, to be moored for the night. Oh, don't you turn off. I need both my screens on, please. Oh, of course that would happen. Hold on. Ah, hold on one second. I've just lost a con ah, I've lost a screen and I pulled out my headphones. <laughs> Calm down, Joe. You got yeah, this. It's okay, Joe. You got it. You can do it. Yeah. What the fuck has just happened? It's just completely. Sorry. <laughs> it's just totally disconnected. Yeah. Is the wire at the back funky? I don't think so. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Like experimenting with like keeping notes in a Word document, but we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was keeping at some point them in like I think it's called OneNote. That's just what a way to start. Yeah, I love OneNote. I used it for uni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good one, but eventually I was just like, I don't have time for this, <laughs> so I started writing everything down by hand again. Yeah, I, mean, I just feel like I have to be on mute because you can hear like. Scribble, then... scribble, scribble. Scribble, yeah. scribble. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. But then I forget that I'm on mute and I'm like, wow. I just said like three things and no one said anything to me. Paul and Jonas. We're back yeah. in business. Like, oh, yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go. Tell me about this captain. Uh, so she's uh, so she's working uh, on this small boat, um, not a huge vessel. Definitely like a small trade ship that could maybe like accompany a couple of passengers. Um, but she's it, she's not somebody you've seen for a while. She tends to sort of like keep herself to herself. She's pretty friendly. Um, she disappears every sort of like a couple of weeks and then comes back uh, for a night or two and then sets off with like a bunch of. Um, a bunch of trade and you see that here in the dock like you've you've come to sort of notice all the regulars that sort of moor up for a little while and then you know head off with either you know a bunch of crates on their ships or even just taking a crew out on the open seas and um you know slaying some monsters um you see that there is a big much much larger ship uh, called Reimhardt that uh, its name is Reimhardt Seven, um, and this is one of like the in, like the industrial uh, trade ships that sort of carries um, Reimhardt's like uh, various stuff that it makes uh, across the world and basically like gives equipment to uh, the rest of Einomar, which doesn't naturally have this incredible resource that Arkanopolis has. 
Is Reimhardt a company? Reimhardt is the company. So Reimhardt is named after Eirik Reimhardt, one of the four founders who set up his own mining company in the city. And they are... they are. And the ship is also called Reimhardt. So the, yeah, so it's called Reimhardt 7, uh, which indicates that they've got at least six more of these big ships okay. sailing around the, the open seas. Um, and uh, you also see... Um, uh, in fact, I'm going to say on a tent, you probably don't notice this right away, um, but somebody who's not supposed to be on shift tonight um, taps you on the shoulder, and as you turn around, um, you see Aiko, who, uh, yeah, doesn't normally work the, the, the dock shift, and certainly not this late. Uh, it's Aiko. Is it Aiko? Is that how you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, and they say, um, uh, ah, yeah. I thought I was going to find you down here. Um, how's how's your shift going? Well, it's going all right. Um, it's pretty calm. Nothing special going on, quite so far. Yeah, I think to be honest, most of the sailors are going to want to get pretty drunk tonight. What with it being New Year. Um, uh, I sorry to bother you while you're at work. Um, um, I uh, I needed to ask you a favor. All right then. What could that be? Well, so Lieutenant Moriax is asking extra guards to work the festival. Um, Lieutenant, you know that Lieutenant Moriax is like the head of the Arcane Watch. He's um, he's a uh, Black Dragonborn um, who is like a very like no nonsense kind of guy. I think I know how I'm disconnecting my monitor. Okay, so that. Fuck me. Sorry, gang. Oh, no, sorry. Technical what issues. Is yeah, wouldn't be a D and D session with no technical issues. I know, issue. I know. Yeah. It's just maddening. There we go. Um, and uh, yes, so Moriax is the is uh, the person in charge. Uh, sorry, Sir Moriax, not Lieutenant Moriax, uh, is in charge of the Arcane Watch, and uh, uh, and you see, Aiko says, yeah, he's um. <sighs> he's he wants as many people on as possible and I can't work tomorrow because um, uh, because father thinks it's going to be so busy uh, at the bar he's not wrong and he needs as many people on deck as possible so could I take your shift tonight and then you work my day shift at the festival tomorrow uh, am I scheduled for tomorrow? You are currently not scheduled for tomorrow. You usually sleep during the day. Oh, and I'm not scheduled for the night either. You are not scheduled for the night tomorrow, no. Cool. Yeah, all right. That shouldn't be any worries. Whew, okay, thank you. I wasn't sure, and I like it was totally fine if you... Um, anyway, um, uh, you see they pull out, like, a little, a little like... Uh, brown paper parcel um a little brown paper bag sorry um they hand it to you and uh and 
they say, um, oh, um, uh, father wanted to make sure that you ate as well, so he gave this to me to give to you. And you see they just hand you like a brown paper parcel that's got like, um, that's got like some bread and some fruit and some nuts and stuff in there. Just like a whole bunch of like good things to eat while you're sort of like working this graveyard shift. All right then. He knows that I'm a, a grown up and can take care of myself. <laughs> well, he does, but also, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I know. How I he is. He's, yeah, he's 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 my dad. You know, that's anyway. Um, okay, so I'll <laughs> that's take... true. Yeah, he's yeah. your dad. <laughs> I'll take the shift, and um... oh, um, do you want? Um... Uh, you see they reach into their pockets and you see they pull out like a little ticket uh, and you see uh, it's a ticket for um, for the tram for this evening and it lasts a couple of hours um, and they say um, I assumed you probably didn't have one for tonight because you were expected to stay here so um, this is an all night one so please uh, please feel free to use this to get home Oh but don't you need it for the night? Home? No, it'll be expired in the morning. By the time I finish, I'll have to buy a new one anyway. Or maybe I'll just walk in the morning. Um. Alright then. Would be a shame to waste it. Um. Anything I need to know about tonight? Um. New Year's Eve and all that. People sometimes get up to all sorts of things. Would I? Like I haven't noticed it on my. <laughs> Sad perception check. I wouldn't have noticed. Uh, yeah, I think on your ten perception check, you sort of, I think you've, I I think yeah, you've not really noticed anything particularly one way or another. And so I think in this moment you're like, oh, I could either just come clean and say that I've not been looking that hard, or you could try and lie to Aiko and pretend like you've been on the job the whole time. Um. No, I think my. My mind's been somewhere else tonight, so I'm sorry I can't really help you there, but uh, stay safe and keep an eye out. As you sort of say your mind's been somewhere else, Fujin, have you told Aiko and Nels, like, your story, or do they just know you as, like, a guy that came from out of town that is just sort of living this quiet life? I think maybe one night when Putin had one glass too much, he might have gotten a little sentimental and told Nels some some parts. Mm -hmm. But not Aiko, you think? Only if Nels would have like shared that information, which maybe. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say they wouldn't have shared that information. I think that's that's a fair assumption one could make, um, that you can trust that. Uh, so you see Aiko sort of just nods and says, um, all right then, well, I'll see you in the morning. Um, uh, oh, a happy new year. Right, uh, happy new year to you. And you see that uh, Nels sort of like, sorry, not Nels, Aiko, um, uh, sort of looks around and just sort of starts walking like up and down the docks and like checking in with people um, and uh, yeah you find yourself you are 
in the North Dock. The closest tram station to you is just uh, is is just a short walk. Um, uh, it's just a short walk away. Um, what do you uh, what do you do as you sort of find yourself unexpectedly unexpectedly relieved of duty? Uh, Fujin's for sure walking home. Absolutely not taking the tram. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he would like look for someone who might need the ticket, and if he can't find anyone, he'll just like go on and uh, enjoy the walk. Cool. Bear me just one second. Oh. Come on. Please work. Maybe it's just you might get you. Bark, bark. <laughs> okay. Um, Fujin, you start walking home and you, uh, you're like looking for somebody to give the ticket to. Um, as you sort of like start walking away um, you sort of get to like a sort of more crowded area and you see that like um, a woman uh, like uh, like is turning her head around she's like um, uh, she's like got her head fully spinning she's like very clearly looking out for somebody um, like a guard uh, and you see like as soon as she catches your eyes this woman who's also an owl and she, she like raises her hand and like runs over towards you with like and you see that like um nearby there is uh uh nearby there is uh like uh she has got like a uh, a partner and she's got like uh three little like owlin children and um, she walks over to you and she says excuse me i'm so sorry i'm just i'm so lost I, I, me and my family we've come here for the um for the uh, for the festival um, and uh, we're trying to find our place to stay it's uh, some place called the junction I think we may have gone past it already but I I'm not sure do you do you know where it is I uh, no worries uh, ma miss I um, it's like right up the road and you have to honestly I could show you the way um, uh, fantastic okay yeah um, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. That's. Um. Uh. You see. Uh. One of the little owlin children. Uh. Comes like over to you, and sort of says, "Oh wow, Mama, look! It's an owlin soldier. He looks just like us." Uh. What? Uh. What is going through Fujin's head as <laughs> he sees this sweet, uh, this sweet child, uh, look like adoringly at him. Uh he's just thinking about his daughter and like seeing her grow up and how happy she would be when he came home from work and like it gets a little misty eyed but then quickly, quickly like blinks it away cool um you see all right L little fella it's of course i'm just like you and you know one day you could be just like me well, I, I I always wanted to fight with a sword. Are you do you do you have a sword? 
yes, I, I do. But, you know, swords are dangerous things and uh, you need a bunch of training before you can handle them. Uh, you see the kid looks up to, to his mum. Mama, can I get a sword? You see the mum looks and says, um, no, darling, I think we'll... We'll, we'll hold off on that one for now but maybe when you're older you can become a guard just like um, sorry I, I didn't catch your name uh, no uh, it's uh, Fujin it's lovely to meet you lovely to meet you Fujin um, my name's Clara uh, um, I'm from I'm from Sagwin and over we've, we've come quite a long way for this festival um, and quite honestly you're the first friendly face we've seen all day um, uh, my, my husband he's um He's not so good on his legs. Um, would you would you be a doll and and maybe sort of uh, take us by rail? I'm I'm happy to pay for your ticket. I... Uh, right. I uh, actually have a ticket already, so it shouldn't be a problem. Oh well, then that's perfect. We can all go together. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, you see that Clara like calls over. Uh, uh, Clip calls out to her husband and says, Hey, honey, we just met a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you see all, the, all uh... the other kids now like crowd around and they're like, Oh my God, he's he's so cool. He's got a bow and he's got swords. Mister, do you use, do you use a bow and swords? Uh, right. You can't fight, fight a bow. It's someone who's right ahead of you, like right in front of you. So it's, more efficient to use the swords in the close combat. Papa, we want to be like him when we grow up. <laughs> uh, and you see Clara says, um, well, right then, uh, Mr. Fujin, uh, please lead the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fujin starts <laughs> taking them towards the tram and uh, oh, yeah. uh, seems happy to be able to like help strangers you know how this town can be quite unwelcoming when you first get there so it's like happy to be making friends and yeah be there for people in need do you think fujin took in mind the the phrase you're the first friendly face we've seen all day oh if we uh, yes <laughs> absolutely he would probably like he had said something like oh i know how rough this town is and uh it's well, hard. It's, it's, it's busier than any place I've ever seen. The buildings are so tall. How do they build them so tall? I've no clue, really. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting place, to say the least. Sure is, sure is. And you see that, uh, yeah, this ex you head off with this excitable family um, towards uh, towards the uh, the tram. And uh, it is here that we move away from uh, from Agriport, across the way, far into the streets of Steelrise. Uh, tall buildings lit by candlelight are full of merriment as excited children prepare for tomorrow's festivities. Nearby, in the Steelrise district centre, a queue goes out the door as people enter the building on a one-in, one-out basis. What is this noise? Oh, no, I know what this noise is. Um, in the busy waiting room area, a halfling at the front desk takes names and directs people where to sit. At the end of the room, a door reading Office of Councillor Bayan Barakin opens and closes very frequently as people come and go. 
Um, a lot of people are going in as like couples. These are people that are like having issues with housing or people that have had sort of like problems uh, with like health uh, health conditions that are caused because of working in the mines. And Bay Berrikin has made a platform on like worker um, like worker reform and making sure that conditions in the mines are improved. So he's sort of like holding sort of like a surgery every, pretty much every night, including on New Year's Eve. Um, but the majority of people here are the injured and the sick. Um, healers tend to small wounds, doing what they can with Arcana Tech to heal minor injuries. And every now and again, an Orkish woman, Dr. Imhara Sutek, comes out of a room and calls people forward. It is at this moment that an orc elf approaches the front desk and the halfling at desk looks up at uh, Kit. Um, and the halfling at the desk says, what are we coming for? Oh, you know, just the huge, the huge. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't put the huge down on this form, so you're going to have to be a bit oh. more specific. What body part have you broken or blown up this time? I think it shows, like, her, like, right arm, and it's just, like, fully, like, from elbow to hand, just kind of bent. <laughs> like, uh, I, just, I just tried it on a bit too soon, you know? I got a bit excited. <laughs> I was like, let's try it on, let's see if it fits, and it exploded a little bit. You know how it is. <sighs> I don't, but that's not the point. First name. Kid. Last name. Kid. You see, she looks up and she says, Your name's Kid Kid. Yeah. Uh, she says, Look, if you've been in some sort of criminal activity and you're you you don't want to give your ID over, like that's all right, but but kid kid, I mean that's not even a good lie. What, what, are you a cop or something? Why do you care? No, I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. I don't work in that tower. Um, you see that the door swings open and uh, you see that uh, Dr. Sutek um, uh, comes out, leans out of the door uh, and she says, um, it's all right, Annie. I'll, I'll take care of it from here. Uh, come on in, kid. Oh, hey, doctor. I kid <laughs> runs to open the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you see this uh uh you see this room is uh is like very sort of like run down but she's got like all of her equipment that she keeps uh well looked after um you see that uh she uh you see that dr sutek sort of like as before you even sit sat down um she starts like getting out all the various like um like healing equipment and stuff like that knowing like knowing that she's just got to, like, pull out all the stops because you've come over. She says, all right, kid, what is it this time? Well, you know, just, you know, just a little, like, burn. Don't know the degree yet. Maybe second, maybe first, if you're lucky. Uh, you <laughs> I, it out. I mean, it's def... She takes one look at it. That's definitely at least a second. Uh, what was... Was this, in, was this in the mines? Oh, no, no, this... I'm working on a little special project. I wink. Uh, she, and... like, she like fully starts sweating. Kid, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very fond of you, but it, what, what are you, what's this special project? 
I feel like you have to tell me as your doctor it's important to your medical care. Well, but then it would just ruin the surprise, right? When I when I get it working, finally, it would just be ruined. Well, um, of course, you're entitled to keep your secrecy. Um, you see, she, like, uh, reaches over to you and, like, uh, stabs, like, a little syringe into your arm. And you see she uh, injects a liquid and then casts Cure Wounds on you. And, like, the combination of the two very quickly heals, um, heals the burn. And she just sort of, like, keeps talking as she does this. And she says, well, you're entitled to keep your secrets, but uh, I'm going to have to uh, take a rain check on finding out the answers. Um, I'm I'm moving out to Junktown uh, in the new year, and mm-hmm. there's some folk out there that need me. Oh, um, well, will you be okay, though? I can go with you, you know. I'll keep anyone that wants to like mess with you. I'll just fight them. No, that I mean, I'm a, I, I can take care of myself, but I, I appreciate it. But um, I just how to. I, I gotta say I'm a, I'm I'm a little worried about you. I I I know that you're capable of looking after yourself, but when I leave here, who will be the person that you turn to when you blow yourself up? Oh, you don't need to worry about me, Doc. You know, like I'm a big girl, I got it handled. I know what I'm doing. Oh, I'm I'm. <laughs> You're right. I'm sure you do. Um, Kid immediately like kind of stabs herself a little bit with a scalpel. <laughs> That's just just oh. by, like she le- oh, she God. leans her hand in the oh, wrong, wrong oh, spot. No. Like... <laughs> okay, well I I can't see that. Um, um, you see, she sort of like just like takes your hand as she sort of like applies like a soothing balm, um, sort of like very just like gently. This like very sort of like maternal instinct of her to just sort of like. Um, just like make you feel like comforted and relaxed and she says alright well if you're ever in Junktown come say hi I'd probably only be gone at most a couple of months but if you months? yeah it's going to be a little while but if you hey if you're out there um, I think you really like it there's people uh, you know it's a it's a town that is all about making things out of scraps it's uh seems like exactly your kind of deal yeah this sounds fun um not gonna lie especially if you there i wink again <laughs> oh, oh right. okay so uh i think i think we're good here um any have you got any plans for tonight new year's oh Eve, not really know? not really you know Oh, oh my! I'm just be heading um, heading home, uh, sure. you know, all by myself. Um, so sad. Kid, I think you would know that the junction, uh, the tavern, like the 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 big tavern called the Junction, um, has an absolute rager on New Year's Eve. Lots <laughs> of partying, uh, gorgeous girls to flirt with, assholes to fight. Um, it's like a five-story building with like different kinds of like 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 atmosphere on each floor it's like a huge it's like the hugest tavern in uh, in Arkanopolis and it's like it's like the place where everybody goes on New Year's Eve 
Yeah, Kid's definitely going there, but she doesn't want the doctor to think she's Hell like yeah. in the <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, um, I might like solve some puzzles or something. I don't know. Look, I I love a puzzle. Just sitting down with a cup of tea and and a and a little crossword. Hmm. Perfect way to ring in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Give me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I'm good at those. Let's see. Uh, deception. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you see, she looks and uh, fully believes what you say about puzzles. Like, like Dr. Sutek sees like a little bit of herself in you. Just she, she cannot help but um but feel like uh but feel like warm towards you and i think hearing that you are also going home to do puzzles the exact thing that she would love to do on new year's eve you see she like goes she like reaches into a doctor's bag and you see she pulls out this like pad of crosswords um and um you see that like half of them are finished um and she says look it was uh it was my plan to try and get these done before the end of the year i don't think it's going to happen so um why don't you take these uh and uh you can finish off the book for me uh and hey you can give it back to me when i come back from junk town all right sounds good doctor all right then well try not to blow yourself up um i'll try but if you do uh uh there's always the clerics in bright spell that will look the other way uh to have a student to to have a somebody to practice their cleric spells on. they won't be as good as you though so. oh <laughs> right you charmer get out of here <laughs> <laughs> um and where does uh where does uh kid go from here i think she's gonna meet up with uh wendell her her flatmate because cool. uh, they they're going together but if, like they they don't like she acts like they're not friends but like he's her only friend so yeah. <laughs> um, what does uh, what does kids home look like what does kids house look like I think it's just a very shitty two bedroom apartment mm -hmm. you know like it's serviceable you know but nothing nothing very interesting there's not even like that much decoration or anything it doesn't even like it looks like it's ready to be rented by someone else. Pretty much. <laughs> I just realized I don't think I got art for Wendell. I don't think I made any. Um, I will make some art for Wendell. That will be for my. That will be on the agenda. Um, you get home. Uh, you get in and you see Wendell is like waiting at the door, coat on, bag on, like fully ready to go. And uh, he looks at his watch and he says, "You're 17 minutes late." <laughs> Uh, nice to see you too, Wendell. Uh, yeah, I had a great day of work. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, uh, how was your day? Uh, it was fine. I, um, I, I did quite well. I had to, um, answer for whatever that mess you did was in, in Zone 17 today. <laughs> I giggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... It is time to um, get absolutely shit-faced. 
Yeah, just give me a second. Like, she just, like, splashes some water on her face, <laughs> on her armpits, and is like, I'm ready. Let's go. It is frustrating to me that you do better with... <laughs> that you do better with, than I do. Uh, and you see uh, Wendell uh, walks out, uh, locks the door behind you, um, and uh, he says, it's chilly tonight, I... I would rather I would rather get the tram. Is that all right with you? Yeah, sure. Um, he buys you a ticket, and uh, oh, the nice. two of you jump on at the nearest station, and you start making your way up towards the junction. Um, hell yeah! Um, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Kick it and try it again. Come on, Vexara, don't you let me down as well. Ooh, why is this happening? What if I do Vexara puppet for this? Can everybody still hear me? Yep, I yes. can. Okay, cool. So it's not my internet that's gone out or anything. Uh, I don't think the thing is working anymore. I don't think the music thing's working. It was working a second ago. It was just crackling. <laughs> Does anyone else miss Craig? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have been so mean to him. Be friends. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> hmm. Is it just that that it didn't like? Let me try playing something I know has worked tonight. No, I guess it's just stopped working. Okay. Um, what's the um? What was the thing that we used? Cosme. That's quite good, isn't it? Let's use Cosme. Oh, yes. I'm gonna launch that. Reconnect. Hold on. Create a room. Uh, change it to. Sorry, gang. We'll swap. We'll be fine in a second. Mm -hmm. um, how do you change it to a? Um, Room settings. How do you change it to a uh, a YouTube -y thing? Do you have to log in? Not really log in. Mm. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't. I think as long as I log in, it's okay. But one person has to. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone else has to have an account. The black dragon. <laughs> so yes, was uh, the Black Dragon's name. The Black Dragon got... was uh, yeah. Ivoric. I-V-O-R-I-K. Okay. Ivoric. Lovely. That is what I've written down. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Right. Uh, invite people. Where... Yes, that is Wendell. <laughs> How do you feel about that, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, let me see. <laughs> Where is it? In, In the, the beginning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> pretty good. I like it. Okay, so let's play. In the beginning. Uh, oh, it's so cute! <laughs> yeah, I guess he's too cute for Wendell. Wendell's yeah, a, a Wendell's bit a too bit cute. Yeah. 
But I like it. He's definitely a twink, so I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So everybody who wants to join, uh, how do you change? Uh, what do you mean? Do you mean like to? I'm like trying to make. I'm trying to change oh. the volume without. Uh, okay. But it's only got. It's because I need to make it full screen. Let's try that. Okay. Cool. Let's do that. Right then. So let's pick back up. So, um, far away from Steel Rise, in the upmarket district known as Skyport, the evening is a jolly occasion as carriages ride along the cobbled streets, string quartets play outside cafes and people are dressed to the nines to celebrate the new year. Above them, moored in the sky dock, parties on airships are boarding from the night as people prepare to take off for a tour around the city by air to watch the fireworks from the best view possible. The atmosphere is vibrant and happy. Skyport is a place where people know how to leisure and have the means to pull out all the stops and tonight is living proof of as many establishments fill with people, one business is closing down for the night. A humble and cosy toy shop called Wisteria's mm. Wonders and Curiosities. And Kalani, could you describe what the store looks like and what Cyril is doing as he closes down the shop? It's very... It's it's a very... Um, ho homely shop? I think that's the word I want to use. Um... It's it's very kind of got like a wood front facing with like these hand carved uh, like um, figures and stuff in like the uh, pillars and like this really nice kind of like elvish but kind of also gnomish blend going on in the design. Um, a cute like little like there's like a little wall like glass art that changes almost every day on the glass. Oh, I love um, mm. So there's a big New Year's themed motif on the window. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, there's kind of like a dim light because uh, Cyril is currently at like a cash register type machine trying to close out for the night. He's got his little leather apron on and mm -hmm. is attempting to just close up and make sure everything's locked up before the festivities. You see that... Um, uh... Uh, uh, Barnabas, uh, this uh, this little old man who is sort of um, uh, tends to sort of like um, tends to like stay in his wheelchair for the most uh, for, for most of the time, um, but he sort of like every now and again he'll sort of like get out with his cane and he'll walk around. Um, you see, uh, he comes around and he says, "Where is everything in tip-top shape for the night?" Yes, um, more or less, we're, um, I would say so. I mean, is there something I was supposed to do that I don't know about? No, just make sure that all the, all the coins are counted and that all the, uh, and that all the, the, the shelves are tidy. Always, um. Yeah, I can do, I can do that and just, uh. <clears throat> oh, I've lost the accent. Um, <laughs> yes, I can um, do that. I can um, make sure everything's closed up. You can go go home for the day. Well, I did never I sleep upstairs, don't I? 
I sleep upstairs, Joe. Cyril sleeps upstairs. Oh, okay. Or else you sleep upstairs. Okay. Well, I'll be... We've gotten rid of our bug beds already. <laughs> Why? I'll be heading home then. Uh, you, see that, uh, you see that Barnabas uh, gets back in the chair, opens the door, um, and says, Happy New Year! Uh, Happy New Year, Barnaby. Uh, do, you, do you need help going home? No, no, I'll be fine, but um, I'll be quite drunk at the festival tomorrow, so you may need to push me. It wouldn't be a festival if somebody didn't get drunk, or so I'm told. <laughs> yes, it, that tends to be the case. Um, it, I mean, is it your first Founders Festival in Arkanopolis? I mean, one that I have experienced on the street and not, uh, you know, at a distance. Right. Um, uh, I'll ask you a similar question to one I asked about. How much how much knowledge do you think Barnabas has? I would say as Lavinia's brother, uh, all of it. She would have written him a, a letter explaining. He says. Um, like one of those like letters that you write in case of my inevitable noise. Sure. You see, then he he he, sort of, as he's preparing to leave the uh, the shop, he says, "Oh, we'll, we'll make a we'll make a day of it, my boy. We'll um I'll buy you um, I'll buy you a toffee apple. We'll um, uh, we'll go and we'll go and see the oh we'll go and see the statue, uh, and he's of course referring to the founder's statue where, um, uh, where the uh, the four founders are uh, sort of like held in this." beautiful um, carved statue that's right next to City Hall and you see he says no it's most wonderful so the festival always culminates in uh, in the founders statue where people throw uh, where people throw flowers and coins um, at, the, at the statue to sort of wish for, for good luck for the new year and at the end of it um, Ceres Nukatari herself makes her yearly brief appearance says hello to people and then she heads back to her mansion in Highview. But it, re I mean, it really is one of the most wonderful things you can see in in, in all of Arkanopolis. I just have uh, one question. Certainly, my boy. Why would you put toffee on apple? Oh, you! Oh, just you wait to find out, my boy. You will know why they put toffee on apple. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's an apple, and then you put sweet on it. It does not make sense. Well, what's better than sweet? Double sweet. Know what I'm saying? No, but I'm going to say yes. You'll see. You'll see. You'll thank me later. All right, my boy. I'm I'm off to bed. Good night. Sleep tight. Uh, don't let the little dust mites bite. Uh, he says, oh, right, very well. And as like as the door is slowly swinging shut after he leaves, um, you see a hand uh, like holds, grabs the door, and says, um, "Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, um, I know. I'm sorry. I know you're closing. Uh, you see this um, uh, this uh, man. He's a he's a human with sort of like this very nice coat on, very clearly from Skyport. He's obviously like a guy with money. Um, walks in, and you see he walks in with a." Um, with a, a small child, a, a small a small child. He's got sort of like this like bowl cut hair, and he's got like little dungarees. <laughs> uh, and you see, um, 
You see, he says, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Um, I know it's late. I know you must be closing. Um, my, it's just, it's, it's, it's my boy's birthday tomorrow. And he, um, he, he really wanted to, to just get something for the festival tomorrow. Have you got anything, any sort of like toys of the heroes or anything like that? Any of the founders? Uh, we most certainly do. Ah, uh, does and Cyril kind of comes around and takes a knee in front of the little boy, get on his level, and asks, "Do you have a favorite?" Ah, uh, you see, the little boy goes, "My favorite is Sir mm-hmm. Twiston of Eldergale." Well, it just so happens, little one, I actually have the perfect thing, and he'll go to the back and kind of rummage. And it's it's a it's it's not something uh, that give, give me an investigation okay. check. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I, I'm terrible at investigation, but we will see. Um, Manifesting that nat twenty for you, Kalani. It's a four <laughs> minus one, so that's a three. Yeah, that's right. yeah, um, that's good to know. <laughs> you find the most like. Like, you find this, like, stuffed bear that has clearly been returned because it has a big hole in it with stuffing coming out. You see that it's got, like, you see that it does sort of have, like, dungarees kind of that look like uh, this kid's. Um, And you see that there is, it is holding a sword much like Sir Tristan did. Um, But it's very clearly, like, to to you and the other parent, you will know that, you you know that he will think this is uh, garbage. But it's the closest thing you can find at short notice. Um, I look at the doll, uh, the bear, and I look back and I said, "Just give me one moment, please." And I, he'll <laughs> run up very fast. He'll skip some steps, and run up to his <laughs> workshop up into his apartment, and he'll start trying to mend it and okay. make it look a little bit better. Give me. Uh, have you got any proficiency with any like crafting tools or anything like that? Ah, uh, herbalism kit. <laughs> okay. Well, um... I didn't think to take Tinker's tools. <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna say, give me either a dexterity or an intelligence check, just to see how well you fix up this thing. I'm gonna do dex because I'm better at dex than I am intelligence. That's absolutely fine. You go right ahead. That's that's slightly better. That is an eleven. An eleven. Okay, cool. Yeah, you managed to sort of like you, you very quickly like um, uh, weirdly enough, uh, just with you mentioning that Barnabas was like your inspiration for him was uh, was Jerry from Jerry's Game. Uh, you think <laughs> of the old man that comes to fix Woody in Toy Story Two. Um, uh, I suppose you don't think uh, you Kalani can think that, but Cyril yes. doesn't think that. And yeah, you sort of <laughs> stitch this thing hastily together. Um, you put a quick lick of paint on the boots, um, and uh, you fix the sword. So like, put a bit of like shiny paint on it, uh, and just very, very quickly like like fan it dry. Um, and uh, you head back downstairs where um, the uh, where the man is with his son. The son's looking at other stuff. You see, the man's looking at a picture on the a painting, uh, a little painting on the wall. Um, that is of uh, Lavinia and you. Um, sorry about the state of it. Uh, oh, uh, um, that's that's okay. 
what what do you think? It's a Twiston. He's so brave. Uh, kid's clearly now, just so happy with it. Uh, he'll kneel down again and hand him this, and he said, "You know, there's something very special about this bear." What? Can you keep a secret? No. <laughs> okay, but uh, I'll tell you. I'll try. You'll try. Um, this bear will keep you safe in the night when all the spookies come out. And um, perhaps one day you will be just as brave and strong as Sir Tristan. Uh, first of all, Kalani, take dear inspiration. Hell yeah, absolutely love that. Uh, also, don't forget if any of you have rolled, failed an ability check. Uh, uh, a very few rolled a shit ability check uh, so far. Um, give yourself a point of resolve. Um, I will remember. I must remember to call out the DCs on these checks. Um, I assume a three will get me resolved. A three, a three will get you resolved, <laughs> Kalani, most definitely. Um, okay. Uh, you see that uh, the dad looks at you and says, uh, "Great, thank you so much. How much for the bear?" Consider it an, uh, a birthday gift. It's on the house. Well, that's incredibly kind of you. Thank you. You see, he goes to, like, shake your hand. Uh, he'll reach out. He has got a black glove on, uh, and he'll uh, shake it, his hand. He sort of, like, looks at the at the painting and then looks back and says, I I'm I'm so sorry. Do you, have, we, have we met before? Um, Silas, Silas Augustine. Yeah, that's that's you, right? Haha. Uh -huh. Um. Uh, I'm a. I'm sorry. I I have uh, one of those faces. Um, you must be terribly mistaken. Uh, my name is Cyril. Give me a deception check, uh, DC ten. Okay. Oh, What's her name? Silas what? You're a charisma, Silas Augustine. Augustine. You know what? Because my dice have been rolling shit already. Let's do uh, uh, a deception. I don't trust myself. You fucking... Oh, exactly what you needed to get. Holy crap. Oh. Um, uh, you see, he goes, yeah, yes, I guess, yeah, I guess that, so, yeah. Um... No, never mind. Um, you just look like a buddy of mine. Um, I used to work. Uh, uh, used to know him back in the day. We used to um, work in the anti-dragon unit. Um, but never mind. Um, uh, anyway, um, thank you again so much. Um, say thank you, Xander. Uh, and you see the, the little boy Xander goes. Thank you for. Thank you for Sir Twiston. You're welcome and happy birthday. Uh, remember to keep him safe I will um, you see as they leave you close up the shop um, tonight is a quiet night um, and as you wander around Skyport uh, the ships overhead big bright lights illuminating the street below you see at the top of the hill the Taichi estate um, and uh, you're not visited in a while it's the end of the year um uh, does Cyril think about visiting the estate just to get a look or is this kind of like a 
it's a new year, he's not not like maybe wanting to turn over a new leaf kind of thing. I think part of him uh would probably as soon as it gets the shops closed down, I think he would just to uh visit because I mean it's the last bit that he has, so I think he would still kind of keep a tradition of visiting. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, you um, you head over to visit. Ooh, that was way sadder than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> What'd you expect, <laughs> I it's, it's a compilation, and I started listening to it about halfway through, and I was like, yeah, that's sort of a bit melancholy, but it's not too bad. Mm -hmm. um, you visit the a state that you once called home. Uh, Cyril, what, uh, Kalani, what does the estate look like? It is no longer, there's bits and pieces of it still left. Um, I've imagined kind of by now, it's kind of just turned into like a flat, empty lot. Mm -hmm. Of sorts. Um, there's like still obviously like I guess if he like there's still like there's like a little plaque I think probably that says the Tai Chi estate where that's not been cleaned up yet possibly yeah. uh, but in his head it still looks the same hmm. yeah you sort of flash for a moment and it's still that like beautiful home that uh, was the first home that you ever knew um, and uh, the other thing that remains is the mailbox. Um, and you've visited this place a number of times since it burnt down. But one thing has never... One thing you've, you've not seen before since you've come back to this place, um, which is that the little signal uh, on the mailbox is tilted upwards. Like there's a, a letter? Uh, that's what you think is the case. Yeah, the, the mailbox is shut. It's a bit dented, um, but it is still effectively a functioning mailbox. Uh, I guess he'll, oh, like check it because that's kind of odd. Um, and inside, you find an envelope with your name on it, Cyril Wisteria, and it's written in Lavinia's handwriting. He kind of looks at it. Like, does it actually look like hers, or is it, does it look like it's forged? Give me an uh, give me an insight check. Okay, okay, okay. What is my insight plus four? That's not bad. Three, six, seven. Seven. Okay. Yes. Um. <laughs> It could be, it could be hers. Um, you have no reason to think it wouldn't be, like, in this moment. You're like, well, looks like hers. And she did leave stuff for you in her will, after all. Wouldn't be the first time that you read a note from her after her death. Um, I think he'll wait till he goes home to open it. You... Because obviously he's out in the open. He doesn't want to read something sure. so personal. You take the... Um, you take the letter, you make the walk back to the shop and sort of go upstairs um, and uh, you light
light a little candle, sit down in your chair. Um, you can hear the sound of the merriment going on outside, people celebrating with their families and their friends. Um, but of course, while that was once Cyril's life, um, his life has now gone back to being a lot more quiet. Um, and you just sort of feel that letter, bur that, that envelope burning a hole in your pocket. Figuratively, not literally. You have to clarify in D&D. &D. Oh no, it's on fire. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, he'll sit down on his... He'll take off... Um, he'll sit... Like, make sure that he has, like, obviously taken his leather apron off and put that on a chair and kind of, like, sits down and takes off his gloves where you see this sutures and stitches that keep his hands in place, uh, like, are surgically on his hands. Uh, some of them are mis mismatched colors because um, they're not his. Um, and he'll open the letter and read it. It's a short letter. Um, but you see it is addressed to you and in what appears to be Lavinia's handwriting, it says, Dear Cyril, A short while ago, I was told to write a letter to you, simply with the words, Happy New Year. So that is what I am doing. Happy New Year. And you see that there is, like, attached to the letter is a tram ticket purchased three days before Lavinia died and the house burned. But the date of travel on the ticket is tonight, and it's in about 20 minutes from now. Oh, um, he kind of has like a small smirk on his face, a sad smirk, um, and he'll put his gloves back on and go grab his coat and his cane and kind of walk and rush out. Uh, you rush out to the tram station and this is where you will move away from Cyril. We return to the busy district of Agriport, to a quieter spot near the border near the border of Brightspell, where shoppers have mostly vacated the area, and in a little shop called the Silver Leaf Circle, a human man stands behind the counter counting the takings for the day. He counts every copper methodically, putting every fifth gold piece directly into his own pocket. Imogen, can you please describe the Silverleaf Circle and what is Xena doing right now as she and Keldon close down? Um, I think that the Silverleaf Circle is a very busy uh, shop. Um, it has like a wooden flooring, um, 
floor to ceiling kind of books about um about plants and rare species and the best way to care for them um and it's all very like um it's like very stereotypical of what you think a, a, a druid shop would look like but anyone who actually knows plants knows that this is all nonsense so um there's there's several plants that are like completely grown in the wrong space so there's like desert plants plonked in like a bucket full of water um and like you know there's there's vines growing from the rooftops um that have been like forced to flower again and again so that they're not the like roots are shriveling and um it smells like damp earth um and i think that the floor is very open there's lots of space for like people to wander around and browse and then above um, at the back of the shop there is like a small um staircase going up and then a little like um a mezzanine floor with like a, a small bed where some of the more dangerous plants are kept um and i think that at this point if all the customers have gone and it's the end of the day xena is uh xena is tending to those like the dangerous plants um <laughs> like the carnivorous plants at the back of the shop oh at the front there is like a large um like brewing barrel um <laughs> and that's where they make like potions um and like poultices and things like that and like um some of them are like so the very basic level of healing potion at a massive markup but also like pretend things like oh this is like um we've got the a tincture of like rosewood and like uh and like blue gale and together they'll make you irresistible to anyone and like <laughs> things like that like sort of nonsense magic that's sold like this person really knows what they're talking about um and so yeah xena is like um big thick like big thick gloves mask over her mouth um like trying to feed these plants their like <laughs> offerings of like probably small mice and little things like that that are just so that the plants will live and that's where the the money comes from and these are like slightly illegal so they're kept out of view uh you hear as you're sort of tidying up and you're feeding mice to things and uh basically doing what keldon doesn't have the the skill to do um, you hear the sound of the uh, of the uh, the cash register uh, swing shut, uh, and you hear him shout, uh, "How's it going down there? Are you nearly finished?" Uh, I think she's like, uh, "It's. F I mean, I guess it's fine. I don't know, Kildon. Do you know exactly where you got this from?" Um, well, I believe it was a. I believe I got it off a off a merchant down at the docks who um, who didn't have any money, and so I uh, uh, I, I traded him for it. Right. Okay. Um, we had a that's wonderful fine. I... conversation. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you mind if I do some rearranging tonight? Just you know, I think that maybe. I could move some things around for you. Um, Zena, I would rather you didn't, and here's why. Um, everything in this store, and and if you, and and believe me, you will, you will understand this once you've spent as much time around nature as me. Um, everything in this store has its place. It's a natural alignment of the plants. You see, the 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 summer plants 
are the plants that you find in the desert. They're down to the south of the shop because that's where the south is, you see, and and that's where the plants like to be. And yes, okay, is there a window in the south end on the south wall? No, but that's where the plants like to be, and that's what I am as a you know as a man of nature. You see, he sort of like clasps both his hands together as a man of nature. It is my understanding that a a plant is happiest when it is mimicking its natural habitat. And so that's why I have placed it on the south wall with no windows. Right, okay. Well, uh, that... Right you are, uh, Kildan. Right. Can I trust you to close up the shop? I um, am already late and I'm having drinks with a fabulous fellow from Skyport. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean... Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not like I was going out tonight anyway. Well, um, happy new year, Toodle Pip. Yeah. Okay. I love I... that. Toodle Pip. Uh, you see that uh, like... Keldon throws on this, like, like, Keldon is, like, has aspirations of Skyport that he will never achieve, but he has this, like, very sort of, like, fluffy, fancy coat that he like throws over him and he sort of gives you like a like a like a, a wiggly like a you know like the finger wiggle wave that people do yeah um he yeah. gives yeah he <laughs> sort of does that as he walks out um and uh, as you're sort of like tidying and sort of like closing down and um, you hear somebody outside who goes who goes ah fuck it's closed fuck and you see they're just sort of like standing there just like you turn around and you see like there's a person standing outside um, outside the shop who's just like um, just sort of like cursing themselves out I think Xena walks like away from the door and then like it's like oh, th oh for fuck's sake and like <laughs> oh. opens the door and is like can I help you oh goodness oh. thank you so, oh thank you so much right. I thought you were closed okay. yeah Yes, I know, me too, but hey, here I am. What do you need? Um, uh, you see that like um like this uh, this woman very sort of like comfortably walks into the shop. Uh you see um she says, um, I'm uh, sorry, I'm really sorry, I'll be really quick. Um um I'm looking for um you see she like takes out a piece of paper where she's like written it down. Uh she says, Honey wart? Um it's some something really important to my girlfriend she's a druid um and I, I i she's in one of those circle things i don't i don't really know um but she uh she wanted it as a as a new year's gift and i said i'd do it this morning and then i forgot and i mean just thank thank god you're open because i'd have been screwed right uh, yeah okay uh do you know exactly what variety she wants like or just honeywort fuck me man i don't know varieties okay oh. cool sick um uh do i know what like honey what generally why that would be a gift appropriate for for their version of new year's eve uh yes it would be used in a um it would be used in a thing that would get them lightly buzzed like druids can can use it as part of like a recipe to make things to make sort of like um yeah, like sort of mild, very mild hallucinogenics. Uh, 
right i um i like go over to the honeywort like clip off a few like a good amount of leaves like an appropriate amount um and uh and i'm like do you think this is enough um you see uh she looks and she goes yeah i mean i think that's i think that's plenty oh are they together no she's not here like the the druid is not here Uh, okay (laughs) um right okay um how how much would keldan want me to charge for this keldan would want you to charge probably about five silver pieces okay right um i uh yeah go behind the car is there anything else that i can get for you um uh no i i i honestly i i don't know shit about this place i just i know it's where like druids like to shop and it's where she likes to shop um uh oh her name's Ooh. esther uh maybe you've maybe you've uh she's she was from the the druid she's from the druid circle out in the forest of dentropos have you um have you have you met her what have i met your girlfriend yeah her name's esther like why why do you think that i would have met your girlfriend do you think have i asked your name oh sorry my name's marie did is no. it, I, I thought that's how circles work like jury sort of like sort of like <laughs> that you, you sort of have like big get-togethers out in the jungle with like no clothes on and stuff in the forest <laughs> oh yeah no me and oh sorry esther I my mistake. I didn't know who you met. Yeah, me and Esther were like that, and she like crosses her fingers over like one over the other. <laughs> yeah, me. Oh, look. You know what? Say hi from me. Tell her that I miss her, and I'll see her at the next orgy. All right. <laughs> Here's your parcel. Uh, I I write on the back of the parcel in Fruidic. Your girlfriend's a dick. <laughs> uh, Dear inspiration like, for sure. <laughs> like that's. Uh, that's seven silver pieces. And she says, um, is that a bargain? Yeah, yeah. Druid discount for uh, my Esther. Uh, she, she hands you, <laughs> she goes, oh, hell yeah. She gives you seven silver pieces um, and you see that uh, Keldon has locked the till so you don't steal out of it. I, uh, I write the receipt out like in front of, like, write the receipt like a uh, customer came in, like uh, uh, honey wart sold like I don't put the amount until I make sure that Marie has left. Uh, Marie okay. leaves and uh, is, like, yeah. has already forgot about you. She sucks. <laughs> yeah. I have five silver and then I leave five silver on the thing and I, like, flick the coins in the air catch them. Hell yeah and keep pocket the other two. I'll get the two. Hell yeah. As you leave the store and you shut down, um, what, uh, what are Zena's... Uh, oh, you sleep here. Of course you do. What are, yeah, Zena's, what are Zena's plans for the night? I think that the festival makes no sense. I think that, like, uh, she, like, tends to the plants and then, like, uh, opens up the hatch in like the roof where she like mm-hmm. above where she sleeps uh, I think just like looks like sneaks out onto the roof and just like watches the people go past I think she um, 
she croaks like a, a, a native frog to like where she's from and like sees if she hears a response just in case does she expect to hear a response no I think this is just something that she does every night is to just see if she and, gets one and this night is no different isn't it um, but uh, you as you're sort of like on the roof or sort of like peeking out the top um, you hear a voice on the roof behind you that says hmm making frog noises uh, that's not one I've heard before uh, and you turn around and you see Aldous is standing on the roof bow behind his back how you doing mate? You know, I've really been better. Yeah, sorry. I mean, look. When I set you up to apprentice under Keldon, I didn't know quite what an arse he is, so please allow me to apologise for that. I mean, it could be worse, right? Yeah, it sure could. So, At least I'm not yeah. there. Um, well, um, I just wanted to see how you were getting on, because we've not spoken for a while. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I feel like... Like... I don't know. I thought I'd be happier out on my own, but I miss Benji, and I miss Croak, and I miss all of it, but I mean, Mercy will never have me back, and and, and that's fine, you know, I know I made the mistake, but this feels like exile, like a slow death. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I can understand where you're coming from. For what it's worth, if I could get two out of three, I'd have you back in a heartbeat, but you know how it works. I, uh, I flick uh, all this, one of the silver pieces, uh, and I'm like, do you think you could see it makes its way to them? Like, they don't have to know it's from me, or I don't know if they'll want it if it's from me, but... Yeah, uh... I've, I've not been... I've not been telling them. Just... adding it to the pay packet for good work, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I guess. Uh, anyway, I mean, it's a... What are you doing here? I mean, it's a good night for oh, mayhem and mischief. Well, you know, just came to uh, check in on the old Duchess. I'm only joking. I have, uh, I, I was on the way home from a job. Pretty straightforward. Much less exciting without uh, without the crew, but uh, you know, the Howling Devils. How long? 
Big Zeta's just like, ow, ow. <laughs> ow, ow. Now that's an animal noise that it's cool to make on a roof. Ah, <laughs> you gotta mix it up sometimes, Elvis. Ribbit. Yeah, Zeta's just like a very, like, fully realistic, like. <laughs> Happy New Year, Duchess. I'll uh, I'll see you around. Happy New Year, Watchman. And you see that he just starts uh, like running across rooftops into the night. Uh, having had a visit from uh, her former ally, uh, member of the Howling Devils. Uh, how is Zena feeling tonight as sort of people, as she sees like on the streets, like people going out to like celebrate? Uh, yeah. I think that she's just like sitting on the roof, like, um, like really small, like hunched over, like knees tucked into her chest. Uh -huh. And like watching all the people go past, either like going home or to their celebrations, or like, and she's just feeling very like out of place. She she doesn't feel like like she doesn't feel like she belongs. She doesn't really know anyone apart from like Keldan, who's gone out, and like she doesn't want to see her family. Like she just feels like lost and like not sure what the best thing to do is and like and some of that is like people excited for the new year and she will have like seen loads of customers coming in and being like i don't know if they make like resolutions but you know excited for like oh future plans and like oh this time next year like hopefully i'll have done this and she's like i have no plans i have no direction like at, like i've i've done like having left home i've i've done a thing i wanted to do but i'm not happy as you sit there thinking about how you've done a thing you wanted to do but you like it didn't solve your problem like it didn't like your the the fundamental issue at xena's core which is that she is feeling unfulfilled by her situation in life you sort of look down at the streets. Um, and Zena, you see... Crocodile. What? Just on the streets of Agriport, a medium-sized crocodile, not like a huge beast of a thing, but just a regular-ass crocodile. And... Crocodiles can't, like... Like, they can't, like, tilt their heads upwards. But you feel like the eyes are sort of, like, rotated in such a way that they're trying to look up at you. Uh. 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 Is anyone else reacting to the crocodile? You see that people... Is this, are, like... Like, every now and again a person walks up and down the street and just... Yeah. Just completely ignores the crocodile. And you see, at one at one point, somebody like walks past, and like they sort of like do like a double take, and they look right at the crocodile, and then they sort of like just go hmm, and just like keep walking as if they 
didn't actually see what they thought they saw. And you see the crocodile turns around, like sort of does that awkward rotation that crocodiles do, and just starts slowly walking, just like slowly walking down the street. Uh, I think Zeta like very ungainly, like like sort of in surprise, almost like half jump, half falls off the roof. Like it's like jump to try and follow the crocodile. Give me it's a like, give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> like as it walks away, just like what the hell? Dexterity saving throw DC ten. Oh my god! Nineteen did no it. Uh, you jump down and you, uh, yeah, you sort of like, uh, uh, not to not to do a cap uh, stereotype, but you land quite nimbly on your feet. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you're on the streets uh, following as this crocodile like takes a left round a corner. And you see that the crocodile's heading towards Kiapa's garden, the big, um, the big sort of like quiet uh, park area. Um, it's just sort of like making its way down River's Way. Um, and just starts, uh, uh, just starts walking along. Uh, do you stay as Xena, or do you like take a wild shape form? What, what do you do? Like, what? How are you following this crocodile? I think, like, now that she's down, she's she's like looking around, like, okay, no one's paying this any attention, like. Am I seeing things? I think that, like, can I make some sort of, like, perception check to see if, like, I don't know. See um, if, like, I think this is real. Uh, I think that's probably going to be, that's right, that's insight rather than perception, but you can yeah. absolutely make some, make an insight check. Uh, again, DC just a 10. Like, why, what is happening here? Why this is happening? Whoa! Someone's having a good oh. rolling day. Um... Uh, Zena, you... Did I take honey water? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think... Uh, you don't think that you're... Um, you don't think that you're going crazy. You know who... You know who used to take the form of a, of a crocodile. This is, like... A lot about this city sucks, and it really fucking does suck, and you've always thought that, but... Uh... But one thing that it does have is like an abundance of magic. And on a night as special as New Year's Eve, you think you're witnessing something very special here, not not that you're just going loopy. Uh, then I think, yeah, as I like round a corner to like cut in, I think I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna wild shape into a little, um, uh, I'm gonna use the, Hold on, I want to find it. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, I, I want a wild shape into like stack of wild shape cards. Yeah, <laughs> a red, uh, a red squirrel. But I'm going to use like the stack card of the weasel. But I'm going to wild shape into okay, like, hell like, yeah. and you and, like try and catch up to the crocodile. <laughs> See if I can sit on its back like I used to. Uh, you <laughs> like sort of like hop along the streets, uh, slink around the corners uh, until you get to the crocodile. You see it stops as it sort of like hears you approaching, turns its head back to sort of acknowledge you, and just waits until you are on its back, uh, just like your grandmother used to wait before she would jump into the water. Yeah, I like scurry up the tail and like 
do that thing where like uh, animals sort of like lie down on their tummy. So like uh, <laughs> my like paws are just like behind her eyes. Uh, and, and like fluffy tail in there. And it feels it feels like home. You have this beautiful moment where you're riding on the back of a crocodile for the first time in years and uh, she or he or whoever this crocodile may be uh, <laughs> walks you to Kiapa's garden this beautiful garden just like in the centre of like a really like kind of like how in like the centre of New York City there is just uh, Central Park which is just a beautiful like big open green lush space it's like the only sort of like real green space in all of Arkanopolis and there's a huge pond that the uh, that the crocodile walks out towards as as the crocodile walks up to this pond you see there's a street lamp uh, a lamppost that is um, glowing bright orange um, with a sign that points towards uh, the uh, Kiapa's Garden tram stop, and you see that um, as the crocodile stops moving and waits for you to like dismount, sort of like looks over towards the lamppost where you see um, attached to the lamppost is an envelope um, with your name on it in your grandmother's handwriting. Uh, in druidic as well. Oh, wild! Yes, I still as a squirrel, I scamper up the. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that's so cute! Um, I scamper up the lamppost to pull it out. Uh, you pull it down, um, and you see that the crocodile gives you a long stare for probably just a couple of seconds in real life, but for you feels like a lifetime until it finally starts walking into the pond and as it walks into the pond you just see it doesn't vanish in a puff of smoke or anything like that but as the crocodile steps into the water its its body is not visible underneath the water and the last thing you see is the vestige of a of a long scaly tail disappearing into uh, the calm waters and then you are a squirrel standing underneath a lamppost holding an envelope can i read as a squirrel yeah yeah you, you may cool. yeah you maintain your intelligence yeah. and wisdom yeah absolutely yeah yeah i'm gonna open it up and like like i think take a second to like sit next to the sit next to the pond like on my little squirrel but and like have a little sad moment as like like before i like wipe my tears and then like uh read read the letter like open it up and read it you see it's again it's a short letter um it says little one the endless wild is out there and your journey back to it begins as soon as you want it to and you see inside the envelope is a little ticket for the tram heading towards the junction 
soon will the train come? In this part of town, they come every sort of ten minutes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the ticket. Uh... Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 like, take the ticket, turn, turn back into Xena, um, and, like, uh, tuck, tuck the letter into my pocket, and then I think, like, feeling around, I realized that in following the crocodile, I just, um, I had, like, taken, uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I I yeah took it in my like took it in my cloak and like turned mm. to get on the tram. Hell yeah. Um, and as Zena moves towards the tram station, uh, we move to our final uh, uh, our final uh, level. Our final. As we move through the streets of Agriport, the streets filling more and more with people making their way to a gathering. The city is starting to come alive now. Um, celebrations in smaller taverns are happening, um, but in the distance, the five-story tall uh, uh, tavern called The Junction is is just brimming with lights like you can see it from you can see it from everywhere in the city at this point um, and as revelers start uh, to um, uh, start to make their way out um, uh, one person who feels a chilly autumn breeze on them uh, as they head home uh, arrives at a uh, modest apartment and um, Sarah, would you be, uh, would you please describe Z's apartment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's um, like I said before, it's like a, what used to be sometimes maybe back in the day, like a grander apartment. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was meant for like a single family, but since then it's been uh, divided into much smaller flats, which uh, nowadays house a lot different types of families. And uh, um, the apartment essentially is like it's crammed full of things belonging to um, these two flatmates. Her own um, little corner is somewhere like by a window, which is a bit drafty, but she doesn't mind because she gets like a little bit of uh, sunlight that the apartment provides. And uh, it's, um, it is a bit of a mess. There's a, a leaking on the roof and uh, the ceiling kind of seems like it's gonna collapse any day but you know it's home for now and as you arrive in home for now um you shut the door you see on the uh, on the table next to the door there's various uh letters from uh from 
uh, from the landlord, final rent notice, uncompleted payments. You see that God, there I is... ignore it. It's <laughs> you fine. See... <laughs> you see that there is a, uh, there's like letters from the Bank of Arkanopolis that are addressed to you. Um, uh, and uh, as you walk in, you see sort of like sitting on like a, like sitting on like this sort of like um, bench with cushions where it, like in place of like a sofa um, is uh, Wilbin and Marth. You see uh, Wilbin is like, uh, holding like a sketch pad. Oh, let me. Um, I forgot to put him. Oh, that was hell there. Uh, and uh, yeah, you see, Wilbin is currently like sketching something, uh, sketching something out. And you see that Marth is like, uh, like furiously writing uh, uh, in his uh, in his notebooks. Um, you see, neither of them immediately like look up. Uh, from what they're doing even though like you didn't close the door quietly like they know you're home mm -hmm. but they're yep. like so focused on what they're doing they don't immediately notice that you've come home uh, what do you do hey happy new year oh hi yes hi yes hello happy happy new year um gosh is it oh god is it after midnight already not quite we still have a lot of time to get up get out there and just like have our best night of our lives right uh um i might stay in i've got a what? assignment due in two look i z i've got an assignment due in two days it's oh. it's it counts for a lot of my my course and i i can't i can't have my tutors uh, being mad at me again i've I've asked for three extensions. They're not going to give me a fourth. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, you can stay inside, but let me ask you this. Do you think when you're old and cray and surrounded by your grandchildren and they ask you, did you do anything exciting when you were young? Do you think, you know, they're going to be happy when you tell them, yeah, yeah, I got that assignment done in time? No, you got to ex experience things. You see Martha looks back at you stony-faced, just like, just so unbelievably aware that you're correct, but an absolute refusal to admit it. And you see, he says, but if I, um, if I fail my course, I won't, uh, I won't get a good job, which means I won't meet somebody who, uh, I won't meet somebody and, and be able to afford a nice place for us to live uh sort of like gestures around uh to the state of the house and says and therefore i won't have children which means i can't have grandchildren which means there will be no story to tell huh yeah but i feel like if you're um if, if you don't have kids um it's just gonna leave you a lot of room for traveling as well and like just like you can like just spend all of that time and money on yourself so going out is still the way to go right will have been uh give me a persuasion check <laughs> okay okay come on And don't forget, guys, as well. You can, uh, you can. Roll... Oh hell yeah! Um, you can roll your own dice. That is absolutely fine. Um, uh, Eighteen. Um, cool. You see that they uh, look at you, um, like look up from their sketch, sort of like give you like a very sort of like 
very chill, casual nod. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then take the piece <laughs> of charcoal they were holding for their sketch pad and they just throw it and bonk it off Mart's head and say, yeah, come on, mate, you're being a, you're being a real letdown here. Look, um, oh, why don't we, I've, um, why don't we go to the junction? I've been, I've, uh, my ban's finally been lifted. Um, they, <laughs> they, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, can you believe it's been five months already? I, oh. my ban's been lifted. Um, they've said that I can, uh, they've said that I can have a, a spot. I can do a couple of songs and, uh, and. I've always thought of you as a victim in that situation. I totally, I was a victim. You know, honestly, I don't think it's fair that I should be responsible for those blokes that beat each other up just because I cast bar spells on them that made it happen. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, that's their problem for being, for being idiots. Yeah, 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 fully agreed. Okay, so we're going out and we're gonna have fun and um, just, um, it, it, we don't have to like, we don't have to worry about anything for this evening, right? Uh, Marth says, um, but not any, not anything? Mm -hmm. Nothing. How, what's, what's got you in such a good mood? I don't know. Like I just came from one of the lessons, lessons, and the and the and the kid I'm tutoring with Viol is like, they hadn't done their homework, so we didn't actually play. We just talked about stuff, and it's funny how these twelve-year-olds are like really insightful for their age. And I just like, I just feel like, yeah, you know what? It's like, you just. You just gotta, you just gotta go with your gut. Sometimes I feel like this night is is it's gonna change something. There's something in the energy and in the air, you know. You're absolutely right. I can feel it on the air. It's, it's like, it's like everything could change tonight, right? Tomorrow mm -hmm. is the start of a new year, and it could be a new me, a new you, even a yeah. you new, even yeah. a new you, yeah. Marth. You see, Marth says, "No, I'm quite happy being the the Marth that I already am. Thank you very much." But oh, that's I, valid. Yeah, I will go um, to the junction. Uh, we will have, we'll see in the new year, and then I can be back for. I don't know. As long as I'm back before sunrise, I should be able to get an extra bit of work in. Is that fair? That's more than fair, definitely. Okay, let's okay. go. Okay, let's let's oh. go. Oh, by the way, um, I have five gold. So maybe if we like pull everything together, um, we can like afford drinks and stuff. Um, uh, roll a roll. I'm gonna say roll two d ten for me. <laughs> okay. Seven. Seven. Uh, you see that uh, Wilbin pulls out five gold pieces, and Marth pulls out another two, and says, "Well, this should be good to last us the night, right?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, who needs money? And you see, uh, Martha looks at his own letters uh, demanding final <laughs> payments on the table. Uh, and you don't see... look at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> oh no, just don't look at it. Just ignore it, and it's not there. Um, you see, uh, he throws off the very cozy blanket he's got around him, uh, and you see he goes to like get changed and put on like some nice clothes for the night. Uh, uh, 
Wilbin very much does exactly what uh, exactly what Kid did in Kid's opening scene. Just sort of like throws like a splash of water and says, "Right, I'm good. Let's go." <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, I think despite the fact that um, Z has been like hurrying up her flatmates, now she is the one who takes the longest to get ready, and <laughs> she changes her outfit a couple of times, but she settles on the on the thing that she currently has in her <laughs> in her character art. <laughs> Amazing. Um... Uh, as you uh, as you uh, walk out, you see that um, you see that people on the street are um, people on the street are just having a really great time. Uh, uh, let's try and find something like for that. Let's have that. This might be the ticket. Uh, so you see people out celebrating you see there's like where you live is like full of a lot of like other like young people particularly those uh or like at least young relative to ancestry um mm -hmm. you see that um you see that like a lot of people here are students of uh brightsville university that couldn't quite afford to live in lamplight village um people such as marth um, and uh, what is like as somebody who's lived here her whole life? Um, what is New Year's Eve like for uh, for Z? Right. So traditionally, with her family, uh, the New Year's Eve would be like. Um, First of all, participating in all of the official celebrations mm -hmm. from, you know, the ones that are located in Highview, but also the ones that like sort of get through a selected part of the city. And she would very much be sort of a part of a like formal representation of the of the of her family. Like they all have this kind of a certain thing that they have to do, have the certain clothes on. But um, as she's gotten older, she's gotten more and more time for herself, and she spent most of her New Year's Eves just just partying um, <laughs> away from her family, yeah. coming back like a little bit ashamed, which she doesn't have to do anymore. Uh, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> making a lot of promises. Yeah, definitely, which probably she hasn't ever kept. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You um you and your friends uh walk through uh walk through agafort towards the tram stop like having had like like having seen those letters knowing what like your situation is but right now does z feel binded by those debts and by those responsibilities or is she just feeling like this is why I left. Like this is why I'm not across the across the uh, the water in Highview. Yeah, I think she has really. She's really not worried. It's like this is a this is a a wonderful moment in her life, and all of those little, little things, like bills and the landlord pestering them is something that is somehow magically going to resolve itself <laughs> the only thing that matters is that is that she is being brave and open for new things oh yeah um you see that um as you're walking through um uh something that is kind of like a uh a 
bit of a sore spot in Agriport right now, which is that um, you see there's a um, there's a, uh, a homeless dwarf that's sort of like um, sort of like sitting outside, um, just like uh, just like asking for like a spare copper. You just hear uh, you just see him sitting sort of like with his bags around him, with his blanket around him, and he says, "Spare copper, spare copper for a poor beggar." Uh, and you see people largely ignoring him. Um, uh, and I think definitely, like, this is the sort of person that your mother would have completely ignored and been like, well, it's kind of his own fault. Like, this is the life that he chose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll start um, going through my, my pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, uh, I only have gold, so um, here's one gold. Um, oh, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. Um, you see, he like uh, like reaches out and touches your hand and says, "A happy new year, new year to you. A blessing of Cinefa to you, dear." Oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, hey, you too. Do you have a place to stay tonight? Because it's getting really chilly. Uh, you see, looks at the gold coin and says, "I will now. Thank you very much." Oh, that's great. You could also come with us, right, guys? If you want to. We're going out for drinks. Uh, uh, Wilbin goes, um, fuck yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, says, come on, mate, let's go get a drink. Uh, and you see that, uh, Marth and Wilbin, uh, like, hand him a bit of money as well. And then, yeah, you just, like, you just, like, pick up a friend on your way, uh, on your way. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, and, uh, you see, uh, he's... Uh, this guy, as he sort of like takes his bag off, you see that he's got like a, um, he's got like a, a mechanical leg. Um, and he says, uh, injury in the mine a couple of years ago, and fortunately, Ben Burakin over in Steel Rise wasn't able to do much for me because I'm not his constituent. Uh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, um, that's, um, yeah. Uh, that that really sucks. Um, yeah, it fucking yeah, sucks. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> sucks. Yeah. No yeah, two ways about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, is is it very common that it happens? Like people use limbs and stuff in the mines. Well, it's common enough that uh, it's it's common enough that Reinhardt has been long thinking about moving ahead with their uh, automaton uh, workforce. Oh, point, that's you... great! Yeah, because um, they're, like, they're, they're machines, so it doesn't matter if they get hurt. Well, true. I mean, that is true. They are ultimately they don't, they don't feel pain, so that's okay. Um, but it would mean that a lot of the dwarves in Steel Rise would be left out of a job. Oh! Oh yeah, Oof, I didn't think about that. Uh, well, uh, uh, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. This whole city sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, not not as three right now. We don't suck. We're like the best thing out of this. Um, has come out of this. Um, this. Um, what would you call it? Like this shit pile. Yeah. A shit pile, <laughs> yes. Four 
Four gold nuggets in a shit pile, that's us. <laughs> you see Marth awkwardly high-fives that. I'm, I'm, I'm Marvin, by the way. Oh, so nice to meet you, Marvin. We're going to be very good friends by the end of this night. Um, well, lady, I, I, excuse me. You, you, do I know you're from somewhere? Me? Yeah, I swear I've seen your face before. Uh, yeah, I've, I've lived here in Aquaport for a while, if that's what you mean. <laughs> um, uh, my, my name is uh, Z, um, Z Generos. Oh, you're Generos. Oh, your mum. She's that woman that does all of uh, Councillor Diathini's work, is that right? Uh, this face drops quite a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah that's her. Um, uh, you follow, like, politics and stuff? I don't. I mean, it's just the important stuff, the stuff that actually matters. Not really, all a load of shite to me, but... Oh, it is! I think you've made the right choice. Uh, right then, let's get shit-faced. Oh, yeah, let's do. I don't want to think about anything. Bring on 525! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Um, and you make your way uh, to uh, the tram station, and as you all... As you all move to uh, the trams, um, uh, I would say, actually, everybody roll me a... Can everybody roll me a d10? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nine. Oh. One. What does it a mean? One. <laughs> oh, I rolled it twice. Ignore me. I know you rolled a d6 and a d10. Oh, oh yeah. oops. Um, Fujin, we'll come to you first then. So, um, Fujin, you arrive at uh, the tram station uh, with Clara and her family. It's fairly quiet. Um, you see there's buskers playing, late night commuters, but there's not much going on. Um, the train will be, the tram will be here in a couple of minutes. Um, Cyril, you pull up to the tram station in Skyport and um, uh, you get on. Uh, and you see this tram is very busy, people heading down into uh, into Agaport where things get a lot more sort of like rough and wild. Um, clearly people out to have a fun night tonight. Um, you... As you cross the bridge in the car, you look out over the water and you see all the ships people have taken out to celebrate. You see people casting spells into the air which explode. <laughs> in this like brilliant burst of light um just people having a great time uh, uh, you see like sitting opposite you is a commuter um too tall for the seats but trying very hard not to like manspread um his eyes <laughs> are bloodshot definitely high on something but he seems very chill and he goes New Year sooner. Yeah, right. Uh, everything's gonna change this year. Can you feel it? It's like it's on the wind. Change is coming. 
Uh, I want to make a religion check. <laughs> cool, give me a religion check. Is it actually coming? <laughs> I want to see how the wind feels. Uh, I love that. Um, religion's my best. <laughs> thirteen. Hmm. Thirteen. Um, lucky number thirteen. Uh, yeah. The the wind does feel a little different tonight. As a ranger, you've got like a good sense of like tracking the environment, and like where the wind would normally be blowing west tonight, it's blowing. Sorry, where it would normally be blowing east tonight, it's blowing west, and. Like, it's a little bit odd, and you can't hear the sound. Like, sometimes you think you can hear the sound of Cinefer singing, which is, like, a thing that she's known to do, like, when she's happy. You don't hear that tonight because it's so busy and loud and boisterous, but you think if you were to get out, like, out into the forest, if you were, like, out near small town, um, you'd, you'd probably be able to hear something on the wind. There's definitely something going on here. Uh, right, there might be something about that. Uh, you see... Sorry, it's hard to tell uh, what's to come, but... Good hopes are always welcome. And that's the exciting part, isn't it? You don't know... Nope, that's got his... <laughs> uh, uh, and that's the exciting part. You don't know what's going to come next. And I can't wait to find out what happens. And you see he just falls asleep. <laughs> uh, Gorgeous. <laughs> um, you, uh, you see that, um, uh, you see that, like, across, uh, the, in fact, uh, let's come back to, uh, uh, Xena, you arrive at the station, and you see a familiar face. You see uh, talking to a furbolg sitting on a bench is uh, uh, is an owling guard that you've seen before. And and you see that there's like a busker like nearby. Um, and you see that just on the tracks, uh, a patch of weeds which has grown in through a crack in the track structure um, is being like 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 pulled out by a caretaker. You see that it's sort of just like very roughly like pulling out like this like little speck of greenery that dared to sort of like intrude in this technical space. Can I see any are there any like um like rats around? Uh give me a nature check. The rat check. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> give me a straight rat check. Straight. Oh no, that's perception. It's not that. You can take that eight if you. Oh no, you can take that five if you want, which would make it an eight. Okay. Um, you see like one very sort of like gnarly rat that clearly is like. <laughs> the very, very plump. From, very a very plump rat from eating people's uh, discarded food that they drop when they're sort of like when they're like too busy. Uh, and they're just like dropping bits as they walk to and from the platforms uh, and you see it just sort of like like a very laboured scuttles across uh, across the platform I'd like to like ritual cast speak with animals 
uh, like watch this guy like pulling out these weeds uh, and then like after 10 minutes just like pretend to like um, oh Xena doesn't wear shoes but like pretend to like fix my trousers as I like bend down next to this rat and I'm like uh, uh, you think you uh... wait hold on what's the voice I'm moving he uh you interested in making that uh that old guy jump? Oh, always. Right, I'll uh, I'll distract him and then you just like I don't know, leap at his face or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old <laughs> surprise attack. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that like Xena has definitely seen Fujin, like recognizes Fujin and like uh but doesn't think that Fujin knows who she is. And so is like, sort of like, um, trying to be relatively discreet and is like, uh, hey, uh, excuse me, uh, don't you know that that uh, species is protected? Uh, you see that the caretaker goes, lady, I'm just trying to do my job. Why you gotta be like this? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I think like it's, I don't know, like, I mean, is that your job? How, how do you know? Have you done like a risk assessment? Risk a set. What the happy new year to you, you jobs worth. And uh, starts like, uh, like keeps on cutting down the weeds. Uh, the rat looks at you. Now, go time, now. Yeah, I, I like, cool. And like, rat jumps over and just like scurries up this man's leg, crawls up <laughs> uh, his top, and then just like uh, fully starts like, gets on his head and starts like ratatouilleing him. And just like oh. moving the like moving his like moving him away, he's like, ah fuck, oh god, I said I didn't want to work New Year's Eve. Ah, it's always the rats on New Year's. Uh, and he scurries off and leaves. And Fujin, you definitely see like a caretaker being like attacked by a rat. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't. I like look at Fujin like, oh, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> odd i don't know if i can do anything really <laughs> no, that's fine um, like right what's this commotion about <laughs> oh uh i think like just like uh you know new year's rats have a bad time on new year's maybe i don't know <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> New Year's in this town feels like a bad time. Yeah, you're uh, you're not wrong. Uh, so are you on patrol tonight? Uh, no, I'm heading home. <laughs> you see the tram starts pulling into the station. My tram. Both of your tram. Oh well, I, I get on my tram. Uh, you see, Clara yeah, I... follows follows you on. Uh, these little children, Zena, say, "Oh my, oh my God, you're a Tabaxi! I've not met a Tabaxi before." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm. Uh, you see, Clara goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. My boys didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. They're just in an unfamiliar place. Basically, it's." Uh, it's it's all just us where where we live. It's just we live in a little in a little wood with nothing but our people. It's 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 uh 
bit of a closed community, and they're just they're just excited to meet new faces. That's all. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, how, how do you do? Uh, yeah, Zena like takes their uh, hand wing and says, uh, "That's that's okay. Uh, it's I know what it's like to be a long way from home. Enjoy your night." enjoy your woods uh, and then like walks far away like not like <laughs> clearly not wanting to like have a long chat with these people but like not wanting to be like uh, uh, I think Fujin would also turn to the kids and be like alright uh, when you meet people it's kind of like don't talk about what's different about them <laughs> oh but we love what's different about people <laughs> Right, oh, but, but it's not, sometimes it's not they don't polite. love that part. Right, okay. Well, okay. Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Mr. Fujin. <laughs> All right, then. No, no worries. Uh, uh, Clara's like, where is it? There ain't no damn place to sit on this on this thing. Uh, you see there's like one, there's like a couple little spaces. There is a, um, there is a human man in the corner, uh, and he's got like, um, a cane, uh, with him, he's got some gloves on, and this is like the only nearby space that you can see to sit. And um, uh, Cyril, you see a bunch of people like, uh, like walking over to, um, to sort of like ask if they can sit down next to you. Oh, um, is there enough space for the entire family, Not or enough what space it's... for the entire family? You see, uh, you see the mother of these of this Allen family comes over and says. Um, ha, do you mind if my if my boys sit sit next to you? Oh, um Yeah, that, that that's fine. Um and he'll actually get up. Um Oh, thank no, you don't have to do that. You take a seat. That's that's fine. No, um it is um it would not be a gentlemanly way to have a lady sit stand. You oh, can see. that's two kind people I've met today in Arcanopolis. Um uh uh, Mr. Fujin, Mr. Fujin, there's a place we can sit over here. Uh, right, you go ahead. Um, what's, uh, sorry, what's your name, friend? Um, I am, uh, my name is Cyril. Was there a Visteria? <clears throat> That's a fancy long name. Nice to meet you, Mr. Cyril. Uh, these are my boys, and this is Fujin. We met him earlier tonight. Fujin, this is Cyril. Right. Good meeting you. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's good to be meeting you as well. Xena, <laughs> uh, as you move up the corridor, uh, up the tram, um, you see uh, that uh, there's not really anywhere to sit. There's like a lot of uh, places taken up. And uh, Z, you are sitting on the tram with uh, Wilbin and Marth, and you see this little gnome uh, comes down the... Uh, down the train, uh, selling, uh, selling like uh, New Year's party hats with like artwork of the founders on it, and he reads New Year's Eve five twenty five, and he's selling them for a silver piece each. And you see like Wilbin is like practically scrambling out of their seat to get one. Martha is sort of like trying to hold him back. No, we don't. You still, you still got five twenty four. You don't need five twenty five. It's all the same. Oh, but those would be so fun. Yeah, I'll take I'll I'll take four. Yeah. Uh, you see the rotten end goes. Well, that's really 
great of you. Thank you so much. And you see, t uh, hands you three uh, for three silver pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see, uh, 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 you see that Marvin says, um, "Could I have one too?" Yeah, absolutely. I said I would take four. Oh, right. so, great. <laughs> so... Happy New Year to me. <laughs> um, oh, this is so cool. I'm gonna add some kind of a, like a magical glimmer to mine as well. <laughs> um, and Z, you see that there is a, uh, a tabaxi woman that starts walking down, uh, looking for somewhere to sit, and. Uh, Wilbin is very much taking up like two spaces. There being like a real, like like small person <laughs> syndrome about it. Hey, Wilbin, there's so many. There's so, there's such a crowd here that maybe you should like like seize the moment and do your like performance here. I think people really appreciate that when they when you do it in the in in a public transportation. train. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zena, you see a uh, you see a person with big glasses and like uh, and like a big uh, like electric loop gets up and says uh, and says right everybody happy new year uh, my name is Wilbin I'm gonna be playing at the junction tonight I want to <laughs> treat you <laughs> I want to treat you to a few uh, a few numbers of my own uh, you see that a spot opens up uh, right next to a high elf woman. Uh, yeah, I think that Xena, like, uh, Xena's quite small, quite short, so, like, there's a little bit of, like, scrambling, probably, for the seat, and then I think Xena, like, sneaks through to just, like, sit down, uh, yeah. and, like, yeah, like, pulls her knees up to, like, listen to, like, full, like, dirty feet on the, on the chair. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, uh, Zee just flashes, like, a friendly smile at her. Oh, yeah. Um... And as the four of you... There's a weird smile back. Like, not, clearly her face has not smiled in a while. But she's like, unsure if she's smiling at her, like, oh. As the four of you head south uh, towards the junction, uh, one person is heading north to the junction, uh, who I uh, haven't forgotten about. Uh... <laughs> no, I haven't. I know that sounded Imagine like if... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's my four players. Let's go, gang. I, <laughs> I, I knew somebody was going to post that thing about Alexandra Star. I, God, I hate that so much. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my God. I've just what, seen. What? I've just seen. Uh, I've just seen Cyril's artwork. <laughs> oh, and I love seeing the full the full Z artwork as well. Oh my God, you guys all look so freaking cool. Oh. Um, it's really also do. like that vibe. What was it? Hawaiian Airlines gave everybody a ukulele on the airplane. Oh, right. <laughs> Jump uh, out of the airplane mid-flight. <laughs> uh, kid, you are on the tram northbound, heading towards the junction. The tram's pretty busy. Lots of revelers. Uh, people in old coats that are a bit tatted, but the smile on their faces uh, is unshakable. Um, as somebody else who's lived in Arkanopolis uh, all of uh, all of uh, her life, uh, what is how does kid feel about New Year's Eve? Mm, I don't know. I think kid doesn't have many like strong feelings about it. You know, like she was never really like allowed or invited to partake of any of in the family celebrations or anything like that so it's always just been another day for her mm -hmm. but now that she's kind of 
you know, doing her own thing a little bit. It's exciting to think, oh, I kind of do whatever I want. Maybe I can make this a fun day. So I think, yeah, that's how she thinks about it. Uh, you're sort of like sitting there just like really excited about like this, the freedom to enjoy New Year's as, 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 as you so choose. Uh, just sort of like, just full of like excitement and anticipation for the night ahead. And you just hear, uh, you just hear Wendell goes, this tram smells funny. Let's <laughs> go, so, uh, Kid just smells her armpits real quick just to check if it's not her. <laughs> uh, give me a charisma check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, charisma. <laughs> For ten is twenty to the nat one. Oh, oh, I love it so much. Um, A fan of extreme. <laughs> uh, there are um, there are you you look on the other side of you and you see that there's something there, there is like. A, a clear space and there's people standing up like like they could happily have a seat but there is like like to you it's just like there's like the smell of success like just uh, <laughs> but like i think I, I think kid you are aware that like there are a few people that are like uh, a bit um uh turning their nose up a little bit at somebody who is choosing to go so au naturel <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, you see uh, but you see sitting across from you um, amidst all this party you see there's a human woman uh, with a sleeping child of about three or four lying on her lap um, and uh, she smiles at you as you notice her and she just sort of like like without like any sort of introduction she just sort of like opens up conversation and she says yeah she can sleep through anything that's, that, that must be nice. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Stefania. Stefania. Oh, and what's her her beautiful mom's name? <laughs> give me, give me a persuasion check, you dirty dog. <laughs> I just that's can't. I, I can't help her, Jill. That's right. <laughs> oh, yes. We persuasion. Persuasion. Nineteen. Oh, hell yeah. You see, she. You see, she sort of like smiles and sort of like goes like bright red and uh, is just sort of like taken aback a little bit by a comment so bold. And then uh, she says, um, uh, Well, um, officially, I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, officially, yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, yeah, officially my name is Mrs. Sandalwood, um, but you can call me uh, Tessa. Oh, Tessa, very nice to meet you. What are the two two of you doing in this late train on New Year's Eve? Well, we've been to um, visit. Uh, we've been to visit. Uh, the doctor at the, the free clinic. Do you know her, Dr. Sutek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're like best friends. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that stands to reason. She's very lovely. Um, uh, unfortunately, poor Stefania got in a bit of a, in a, bit of a scrap. Um, you see, she sort of like moves 
like Stefania's like uh, sleeve, and you can see that there's like a bandage where, um, uh, where she's like, uh, where she's like, wrapped it up after like either spraining or breaking her arm, uh, and you see that. Uh, uh, what the fuck did I call her? Tessa uh, says, um, "Yeah, she's, she's like, it's like if she's not." If she's not driving me up the wall, she's outside breaking things or herself. Um, and you sort of like see she sort of like very gently strokes her hair and says, "But you know, anything for your kids." I, I, I assume. Sorry, I, do you have any children of your own? Oh no, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> bit too young for that. Uh, <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, well, then definitely too young for me then. <laughs> oh wow! Well, there's there's always a push sign, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely a very nice way of looking at it. You you seem like a good mom. Uh, how does how does this feel to kids seeing like a rough and tumble kid being just like comfortably looked after by her mom? I think just that like oh it must be nice kind of feeling, you know, like trying not to think too much about it, but just be like. I, uh, you know, hope hope this kid gets a better shot than I did at having a nice family life. Uh, and uh, uh, as we pass the final stop heading towards the junction, um, she says, oh, I'm getting off here. We're, we're going to, um, we live in we live in Harvest Bounty. If, um, if you're ever near the Bay of Hay, um, do come and say hi, but maybe don't tell my husband that you immediately flirted <laughs> with uh, a stranger on the train. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries. Uh, your secret is safe with me. And I do a little flirty, like shh. <laughs> she sort of like winks back awkwardly and says, um, happy, happy New Year, dear. Happy New Year to you. Nice to meet you. As you all sit on your respective trams, you see the fireworks going off already over the ocean. Um, there's still well over an hour to go before midnight, but you see one barrel up in the air um, uh, lets off this huge explosion so bright it lights the whole of Arkanopolis. Um, and as you refocus your eyes, uh, you see that um, like all of you feel like the air around you feels less dense. Like all of a sudden there's like a, it just, it's not quite as intense as it felt a moment ago and then as you oh god loud excuse me really? i can't hear it at all oh i don't know it's why. just me it's okay if it's just I me think you, i think, I think you me. need to press play when the new video has been uh. oh okay um sorry. i can hear now i didn't before um As you refocus your eyes, you feel the air around you feel, feel less dense. And you notice in a moment of perhaps confusion, perhaps fear, or even wonder, that you seem to be the only ones remaining in your carriage. Fujin, you turn to the human next to you. Uh, Cyril, you turn to the to the owl and guard. Uh, and you don't see anyone else in this car. You don't see Clara, you don't see the kids. Z and Zena, Z, your friends have disappeared. 
and there is no sound of busking anymore. And kid, you are all completely on your own. There is nobody on this tram with you. Wow. Can I cast Divine Sense? You can absolutely do Divine Sense. Um, give me, I'm going to say, give me a Charisma check with advantage. This is okay. uh, this is not going to be a traditional use of Divine Sense, but um, uh, something funky is happening in you here. Okay. Let's go... You said it was... Um, what kind of check was it again, Joe? A charisma check, a spell, like a spellcasting oh. ability check. That's uh, uh, with advantage, so let me roll, just in case that's another one. I'll take the first one, that's a 16, 17, 18, 19, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. A day 20, mm -hmm. lovely. You immediately throw up your divine sense. Uh, what do you think Cyril's divine sense looks like when he's using it? It's kind of like um, his blue eyes uh, go uh, gold. Kind of. Ooh, hell yeah. like, a quick, like a quick flash of gold mm. um, before they go back to their normal blue. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like when you do like when your light hits like a cat or a dog and that's like a quick flash of you don't feel any um, uh, you don't feel any of the creature types that you would expect to find with your divine like you don't sense any, so you as somebody who's not really been in like battle you're not you you're not looking for like oh celestial fiends are undead you're like mm -hmm. this is a sense that you've had for a while and you're not sure where it comes from exactly but it's a thing that allows you to sort of like feel a sense of safety within a space you're in when you feel something's not right. You don't feel any of those things that are uncomfortable. But what you do feel is like uh, is that the space that you are in, this like tram that you're on right now is, is protected in some way. Like it's, it doesn't feel, it feels like it's just ever so slightly off kilter. Like if you were to like listen to if you were to like watch a film and the audio is just out of sync by like a fraction of a second and it's like okay. if you're not focusing you wouldn't be able to feel it but or you wouldn't be able to notice it but if you're focusing on the screen you can see that like the, the lips aren't quite matching up with the dialogue and it's like that it's like as you as you focus on this feeling you're not quite in you're not quite where you were before, but you don't really understand what that means. Uh, can Fujin make like a some sort of check to figure out what's going on? Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, what what sort of check do you want to make? I would love it if it was a perception or survival check. I'm going to say make a survival check. I think that's probably what, I think that's probably what Fujin would default to in this moment is like survive is is like oh shit something's going on is this fuckery. Um that's a 13. 13. Um the most abundant thing you feel is the the windows were open in this cart 
um, and you could feel and hear the wind moving past you don't hear or feel any presence of like breeze or blowing air anymore like that's the thing that you immediately notice has changed that like but the wind's gone that westerly blowing wind is gone mm. Fujin's feather like puffs up <laughs> cool um, what do you two do as you sort of like as you both like you two both almost kind of like do the same thing you both go immediately into like like scanning for like for like problems and I think <laughs> you two being the only only people in this car what happens next between the two of you to be clear this tram is still moving by the way Oh, it's still moving. Okay, yeah. so it's not like completely like frozen in time type thing. No. Do we get the feeling that yeah, the tram should have stopped? Like it's been going a bit too long, or does it not feel like it's missed any stops? It doesn't feel like it's missed any stops. And actually, yeah, while you two have a think about what you want to do together, we'll come over to Z and Zena. Um, uh, uh, you two are um, uh, you two are the only ones in this room. Z, you see, your friends have just completely vanished. All the other commuters okay. have vanished. And uh, what happens is you two see that you are the only ones left here. Uh, um, hey, um, you're real, right? I'm not having like a weird dream or anything. <laughs> uh, can you pinch me? <laughs> uh, I like take Z's like hand, I like pinch like just above their thumb. <laughs> Like, do you feel like two little claws? Sort of like do that thing where cats take their claws in. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, real then. Uh, and you haven't, like, been a crocodile recently, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that would be so... That, But this is messed up. I... Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, like... Um, I'm just gonna turn around, look out of the window, see if I see anything strange outside, or, or if it even looks like a, it's actually the city out there, or if we have like entered some kind of a strange realm. <laughs> Give me a perception check. Okay. Thirteen. Lots of thirteens today. Um, oh. you look out and you can see that Arkanopolis is alive. There is, um like people are very clearly out you can still see flashes go off over the Kiapin Sea where people are setting off fireworks um, you see that like you can see the junction like coming into clear view as you like you're maybe a minute away from arriving uh, at the station um, and everything outside seems perfectly normal you think it's too still like, I mean, everyone vanishing is bad, but, like, it's too quiet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I... I... There's something here. <laughs> I just... I just... I can't see it. Uh... Oh. I... Uh... My name's Zena, by the way. Just <laughs> oh. if something is like you might need to shout for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Z. So nice to meet you. Um, oh. yeah. 
can you like um we maybe we could jump maybe we could jump we get let's get to the other end of the tram and to the door and just jump maybe yeah i mean is the there can we there's like one guy that i don't can we see anyone like through the successive windows Uh, you start looking down towards where z is suggesting you go out and then jump and you see the howling guard and you see that he is with somebody else and everywhere else in the tram is empty. It's gonna sound weird, but uh, I think maybe that guy might help. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's a, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, hi, uh, excuse me. Just gonna I'm gonna wave say my we'll hand. come back to you guys in just a second. Uh, on the other side of the tram stop, still making their way towards all by themselves. Uh, kid, you are in this carriage alone. You see the fireworks going off. Uh, what do you do as you look around and you don't see anyone else? I think first, like first instinct is just like pinch, pinch myself, see if I'm, I fell asleep or something. Pretty sure uh... you didn't fall asleep. All right, I'm awake. And then I, I think I yell, "Hello, anyone here?" Uh, wait for a response. <laughs> and uh, you hear a voice back that you've not heard in a little while. Does anyone remain? What the fuck? Oh, uh, I, I can I look around like. Do I sense a direction to that voice, or is it just, like, everywhere? You sense it's coming from, sort of, like, every direction, but maybe no direction at all, and maybe it's a voice that is inside your head. Oh. Uh, that that's concerning. Uh, I think, like, he, like, kid starts, like, breathing, like, faster, like, as she starts getting, like, nervous, like, remembering the first time she heard that voice. She, like, of seeing there as there seems to be no one there she pulls off her mask for the first time and takes some like deep breaths finally being able to like breathe properly uh, and it's just like, like a wisdom saving throw in this moment yeah wisdom saving mm. call it a dc 10 just to sort of like keep calm because you're Trust. by yourself wisdom even saving. more so than you've been in a while a 12 12 cool you take a moment you're like freaking out a little bit you hear that voice again and then you just sort of you manage to sort of like get your faculties together like come on now like this happened before you're pretty sure it was a dream maybe you're just asleep now but you don't feel asleep but whatever's going on there's something funky and it's happening again but crucially this is not this is not like it's not like nothing weird and ominous has ever happened to you before so you're sort of holding on to that that at least oh at least this might be part of that yeah all right yeah i think i'll just try i think collect herself a little bit and try to respond hey what what do you want what do you want with me i'm, I'm here i remain i guess where are you in the, in the train Are you far from the mountains? Oh, I guess, yeah, a little bit far at this point, I think. 
you feel a sense of silence as there's no further response. Oh. Rainer weird. <laughs> uh, you would know that this uh, that this tram is like uh, driven by like an automaton uh, pilot. Hmm. Oh, mm, okay. I guess like I'll start down like the other end. Yeah, I'll start watching towards like the engine room, I guess. Uh you head down the front to where there's uh, a little uh, a little automaton. It's this little sort of like uh skinny looking like lanky uh, uh uh sort of like steel uh uh machine man thing. Um you see it is still driving the train, driving the tram. Uh and as you sort of like get near it, you see it just sort of like turns. It does this thing like because they their heads are just on like axles. Uh, it turns its head without looking away and just says, uh, uh, "Just says, please take your seat. The train will be stop. The oh. tram will be stopping shortly." I think like kid's eyes just like go so big. She thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is there oh, anything so I can cute. help you with, ma'am? Uh, I think she, she doesn't really respond to it because I don't know. She, she just goes straight to like start touching it and see if there's anything wrong with it. Pretty much. Um, I would say give me like a uh, give me either like an investigation check or like uh, you can even give me like a tinkerer's tools check if you've got them on you. Ooh, yeah, can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's inte intelligence, right? For that. Yes. Because that's me. Plus okay, proficiency. Let's do it. Plus proficiency. I think you'll do it. Should do. Oh my god. Is my you god! Been, you have been all about the highs and the yeah, lows. highs and lows. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, kid, holy shit. Kid, you have spent some time experimenting with automaton parts. Like, you've got a basic understanding of how these things work. Like, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't necessarily know, like, how the, um, you wouldn't know how the nuts and bolts of the hexstone that's in, that's, like, their core works. Mm -hmm. Um, that part eludes you because that's magic, that's, like, wizard shit, right? Like, that's not, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's for them to sort of, like, figure out how they, how they work it. But, like, all you know is it's a source of power and it powers all the stuff that, you look at this, like, you see the circuits, you see all the different functions, you're like, definitely doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it. The only thing you do notice is different about it is that where the, um, where the hexstones are normally sort of like a, the hexstone core is normally sort of like a dull purple that occasionally sort of like shimmers a little bit as like it mm -hmm. gets put to more use. This thing is glowing bright purple. There's like bright purple light emanating from this thing's hexstone core. Can I touch it? Uh, you touch it, and you just hear that voice again. Does anyone remain? Ooh, okay. Interesting. And you look, and you see that, like, the, like, you see the mechanical jaw of this, of this, uh, pilot moves in sequence, as you say, as it says, does anyone remain? Please take your seat. The tram will be arriving at the station shortly. Oh, people. Uh, can... <laughs> Is there any way that I can take this automaton's head without it breaking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, make an attack roll. 
Okay, cool. Uh, with, with what? I guess I'll use my, like, have a hand axe. Can I use that? Yeah, you use a hand axe. The AC of this thing's gonna be 15. Okay, we got a 10 <laughs> too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, cool. Give me, yeah, roll damage. Five. You <laughs> cut through the metal axle. Uh, you hear. Uh, you see the hexstone core in the center of its chest uh, uh, shuts down, uh, and you see uh, the head part, which is still sort of like operating off like backup battery, uh, says, mm. "Excuse me, I have been damaged. I must be repaired." <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I'll repair you later. I'll just stuff it in like my bag. Uh, <laughs> can I can I try can I try taking the hexstone core as well, or is it still like yeah? I don't give, know. That's going to be a much higher. That's going to be a DC yeah. twenty tinkerer's tool check. Okay, I can do it. I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Twenty three. You take a moment. You like have to put your mask back up as you sort of like cause smoke to come off this thing and like yeah. you're fully wrecking the circuits of it but whatever you've taken the head already um you pull the um you pull the hexstone core out it's this um maybe about two inch by two inch little stone it's not very big at all and uh you just feel it like glowing warm in your hand like it's e even if you've got gloves on it's like warm to the touch okay uh, I'll like I imagine I have something like similar to like tin foil somewhere and I'll wrap it in that and put it <laughs> in my bag cool uh, and you put it in your back pocket back uh yeah yeah no that's it that was it cool. back on the tram of four the uh the two uh in the other car Z and Xena make their way to uh Fujin and Cyril I think Fujin's like putting his hand towards his swords and is like, right? So, what are you? Oh, oh wow! Things are got getting really serious. Um, should we be worried? Hey, uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, I think it's. I mean, has anyone had anything like? weird happened today what not necessarily crocodile based but like <laughs> this is the second quite strange thing that's happened to me i've uh, got a weird note from a dead woman um uh no i had a perfectly normal day until everyone disappeared except you guys um are y'all like... some sort of magicians <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I like I do some magic, but not like, not like. Oh, is this your card? Not like, like not like that magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And Sorry. They mind tricks. Like... <laughs> people, you're not some sort of manipulative wizards who are here to like take my intestines. <laughs> no, no. no. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure Z didn't have, I don't think we had anything to do with this. No, I just, I it's supposed you know. to be like, you're like a guard, could you like yeah. fix this? 
sorry, is this normal human interaction? Like, is this normal, like, crocodile uh, intestines? Like, I don't understand. There is one thing that would probably stick out to you, Cyril, in all this nonsense. Um, the Tabaxi woman mentioned letter from a dead woman. Mm-hmm. That did happen to you today. Now, when you say letter from dead person, um, like, was it an envelope in their own handwriting and a tram ticket type of thing? I mean, yeah, pretty much exactly that sort of thing. It's very odd, um, because the same thing happened to me this more this evening. Was yours an invitation? Of sorts. Uh, a letter and a ticket. So then, does something want all of us here? I mean, I... I'm not that sort of a magician. I can't sense anything, like, inherently magical, but, like... When, when we... Was it like we weren't paying attention and everyone disappeared? Or was it like we went through a tunnel and after... Like, like it went black and then everyone else was gone. It was a blinding flash of light from a particularly powerful firework that sort of like right. just just made just like temporarily like blinded you all for a second, and then as the sort of as you like as you sort of like you know seeing spots for a moment, like trying to get your vision back, um, you know, almost like the detonation of like a nuclear bomb, that kind of like immediate blinding flash, and then like. The, the sort of like the recovery after that and Fujin it, it is odd to you that Echo came to like Echo never works where you work and definitely and certainly doesn't work like late nights the whole thing just seems a little off can I like look at the ticket that I got and see if anything feels wrong with it. Um, yeah, give me an investigation check. <clears throat> I rolled a 14 plus investigation that is zero, so a 14. 14. <laughs> um, normally these tickets, when they're printed, they have the date and the time that they're printed on. You look at the one that uh, you look at the ticket that Cyril, uh, that Cyril holds, the ticket that Xena holds, and the tickets that the ticket that Z holds. All of them got dates and times on them. Yours doesn't have. It's like you know, it could be an error with the little machine that prints out the 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 tickets. But like, Aiko said they bought this like tonight, and like it's weird that it just doesn't have a date and a time. And actually, see, now you think about it, you don't remember buying a ticket. I mean, I, I just thought that somebody else in the group handled it, you know, like my friend at the Smarth. That's how it usually works. Uh, yeah, there's Smarth and there's Willoughbin and then there's, there's Marvin. We just met him. He's really fun. And come to think of it, it was Marvin who handed you your ticket. Huh. Well, it, uh, it was... Uh, I, I guess he had the ticket for some reason, even though he was living on the streets. Okay. And I look at my ticket. 
And your ticket but I, So we all got strange tickets. Hmm. Strange. You see that... You hear the sort of the sound of a, of a tannoy... Uh, of an automaton saying... Now arriving at the junction. You see that the north tram arrives carrying Z, Cyril, Cena and Fujin. The platform is lit up quite brightly. There's like a very short walk to the junction tavern. You see sort of like in like the distance, maybe a hundred feet away, not far at all. The whole building is lit up. Um, you... But you see the platform is empty. No commuters, no party goers, not even a staff member checking the times. The only thing you see is um, the only thing you see is the lights and you see the busy tavern in the distance. What do you do? But the tavern looks busy and like like there's people there. Tavern looks busy. Um, well, I'm getting off this tram. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Just, just, just gonna get out. I. The doors open yeah. and allow you to step out. Stepping out. Yeah, I'm getting off. Just muttering to myself, like, I hope Clara's getting where she needs to go. I have an out-of-character question, Joe. I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's fine. Absolutely. Go for it. If the automaton's hexstones are glowing, what is Cyril's core doing? You look at your core, and you see that it is... Uh, uh, I'll say, I mean, obviously, you haven't looked at the automaton that's in the... Right, so uh, I had no frame of reference for that. But you don't feel like... Uh, Cyril, you don't feel any different. Like to the like, it's not it is not something that would alert Cyril. Like his hexstone is 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 operating as normal as it always would. Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, I, uh, Zena, like, uh, Zena, like, sort of has like been leaning on the side of like the train wall and like follows Z and um Z and Fujin off the tram and like if if anyone looked carefully they would see like scratched into the side of the tram like lost in druidic I think so that if she wants like I think Zeno is like this is weird and I want to like there's like the first bit of excitement that she's had in a long time she's like <laughs> okay I'll get off but I'm not like I want to come back and find this tram, if possible. You see, as you all step off, the doors stay open, the tram doesn't move. Um, you hear the sound of footsteps on the wooden stairs walking up to the platform. As they rise up, this person walking up the stairs, you begin to make out the form. The dim glow of lamplight casts them in shadow, but you can just about make out tiefling horns. Their long, dark hair flows behind them, and their outfit is a mix of regal and almost bohemian, an open shirt revealing an ornate necklace against a bare chest. A tail with a mind of its own dances like a charmed snake. 
and you see they walk up onto the platform, stand in the centre of this platform between the north and south trams. And you see that they uh, politely bow and they say, Good evening. Um, my name, and you see they put their hand onto their chest, is Ankuri. You see they take out a n k a n k u r i like that. Um, uh, you see that they just keep taking out a pocket watch and they keep looking at it, opening it up, checking the time, clicking it, opening it up, uh, checking it, putting it away. Just waiting for the last of our group and then we can begin. Uh, and that's what we're going to take. You one of the base? Ah! Okay, so it's five past seven now. So five minutes off schedule, but that's okay. Um, so we'll say soft break back at 25 past, um, hard break back at 25 to. Okay. Yep, nice. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, it's been a fun one so far. It's so good. I'm loving it so much. <laughs> I'm enjoying the creepy vibes right now. Right? Yep. So creepy. <laughs> I've I'm been so enjoying excited. everyone's character so yeah, much. Everyone's, everyone's so, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's been. Also, oh, sorry, Joe. No, you no, no, no. You go, you go. I was like, Party Girl C is so amazing. It feels so <laughs> like like nothing I've felt like you've played before, Sarah, and it's so fun. It's amazing. It's so fun, especially because this is the starting point. So anything can happen. Anything can happen to the character from now on. That's really fun as uh, well. Yes. yes. Oh. Uh, everybody, post your heights in Discord chat. It's, this is a very important. Uh, mm -hmm. I just need to. Know. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, hell yeah. Um, well, yeah. gang, what a fun fast half. I am going to go and get something to eat, uh, yep. and uh, I'm presumably going to be hassled incredibly by Imogen, who will ask me questions. Um, <laughs> but what's Probably. a nice thing to help? Um, all right, then. Okay. I'll see you in, um, I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. See you guys. Bye. 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 I am